Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you in the know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. True believers, and welcome to another issue of Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. Thwip, thwip. I'm Alan. Snicked. I'm Chewy. Hey, give me that shield. I'm I'm Ian. <laughs> Batman, Batman. I'm Ryan. No, Ryan. That's not the right comic universe, Ryan. That's, Come on, dude. That's the problem we had with that opening. Listen, not listen, the right comic universe. Hey, give me that shield, fella. Um, now throw me the shield. I'm Godzilla. Now give me the rock. Now give me the shield. Screonk, I'm Ryan. <laughs> Screonk would have been way better, actually. Oh, wow. um, it's too late now. You can't run it back. Nope, it's too it's, late. It's been recorded in the digital ether forever. Digital wax. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Four Color Commentary. Uh, if this is your first issue with us, if you are a new Four Color cadet, hello. We salute you. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, and if you are a returning cadet, uh, we now salute you as well. And you may be seated and enjoy the show. Um, please stay be seated while driving on the freeway or anytime you're operating a motor vehicle. Uh, <laughs> the more you know. Unless, unless it's a, seg- it's a like standing a motor vehicle. Or like a, but if you're listening to this on a Segway, then just stop, stop. listening. We don't just, want you. Just stop. <laughs> oh, what if it's a hoverboard? We it's really not, don't want you. Fall. Fall down and then you'll be forgiven. <laughs> fall down and hurt yourself and then record it. If you're on a hoverboard, be seated right now. Go. <laughs> Drop. 
Um, so before we get into the show proper, uh, we want to uh, let you guys know some ways you can reach out to us if you are interested in uh, getting in touch with us. Uh, the easiest and simplest way to do that is to visit our website, which is uh, the website for all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, which we are a part of, uh, which is stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Uh, so you can go there, click on the four-color commentary uh, cover art that you have uh, right there on your mobile device. Click on it on the website, and you will be taken to a magical portal. All your dreams will come true. If your dreams are to uh, you know follow us on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook or on Tumblr, or if you want to subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, or uh, if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to uh, listen to the episodes, they're right there, right on the page. There's more than just this one. There's a whole plethora, a whole library, a cornucopia, a, a portal Ooh. to the digital ether, as Ryan would say. Um, right there on the website. Um, I, I could just say it. You know, I would not even Ryan would say. I'm right here. <laughs> you can also you can also uh, click the big contact us button on the very front page if you'd like to reach out to us. So you can uh, fill in your name and email address and select the show and write us a little message. We do like hearing from you guys. We read those messages in our four color mailbag, which has been surprisingly empty. It's tumbleweeds in there. Only tumbleweeds. Womp, womp. Hopefully, we'll get some more. We'll I see. can't make a cricket noise, but imagine that I'm doing that. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that's the easiest way to reach out to us. Uh, before we get into the show uh, proper, we want to give you guys an introduction to who we are because you're going to be spending uh, six days and seven magical nights with us, and we think it's very important that you know who is uh, captaining this cruise of comics you'll be on. Uh, so, Alan, Wait, are we all four of us captains? Alan, we're co-captains. Galley scrub. <laughs> I'm, I'm the galley scrub. Yeah, you're yeah. the you squab. You can swab. Can I at least just be like the lounge singer? And no, be in the karaoke. Who can see me no, in the karaoke no. room? I want like if this is the Titanic, you got to be like the people who are in the bottom who die first. Oh come no, let me let me <laughs> no, at least let be, him like, be. You know like, what? Coal he shoveler. Can, he can. You want to keep going? He can go to the Lido deck. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Lido deck. So. <laughs> Oh God! Oh wait, if it, <laughs> if, if you wait, want to, if it's the Titanic, Jared Lido deck, does that mean it's damaged? Uh, oh, that was good. No, uh, it wasn't. I hate you guys, oh, man. All right. So you anyway, really Zane deck now. All right, nobody's <laughs> sick of me, Alan. <laughs> so Alan, tell us about who you are and and what gives you the right. My <laughs> still Every why time, it's why. So good. <laughs> My name is Alan, and I like uh, a lot of different books, but my niche are uh, manga and webcomics, so I try to uh, bring some every couple episodes. Um, I'm really into art. I can draw things. You can follow me on Instagram at MarginallyTalented, M-R-G-N-L-Y Talented, also on Instagram. And uh, did I say Twitter or Instagram no, first? you said Instagram first. Oh, Twitter Both also. Both of them. It's the same. It's all the, same. the things. I try all to do the all the things. Also, I'm working on getting a stream up, so soon you'll be able to watch me li- in live time. Uh, enjoy Alan's artwork. It's it's it's, it's a re- plus it's fifteen getting, button now. He is. I love watching Alan progress in his art <laughs> over the years we've been doing this podcast and beyond. So this I'm is happy. a section of the show called backtracking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> backpedal, backpedal, back. Uh, I love my ten. Backpedal, backpedal. Anyway. I'm Ian. <laughs> My name is Chewy. I tend to like uh, books that are a little bit uh, darker in uh, context. Uh, they tend to be a little bit uh, heavier in their subject matter. Uh, it tends to be a little bit more blood, some more okay. bone breaking, some uh, tooth see, smashing. Before you said bone breaking and tooth smashing, I'm just thinking like dark, heavy, so like Del Taco at 11 o'clock? It could be. Okay. Del Taco. Basically, if you look at it, what you have in your hand, and you're like, man, that's metal. That's a book. That's a book that I would like. And you can reach me on the Instagrams, or not on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. 
Hello, everybody. My name is Ian. Uh, I tend to read books that are written by, uh, or published by, I should say, the big two, uh, DC and Marvel, just to be the representation, uh, for better or for worse, of that of those two big companies that everyone seems to think all the comics come from. Uh, but really, I'm a sucker for any uh, any book with a really good story. Uh, so even if the art maybe is a little lackluster, if the story is 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 top notch, I am down. Uh, you can reach out to me for all your Alan hatred at at irich. That's at i r i t c h. Alan points because I know he's going to be tweeting at me later. Um, so. Yeah, you can reach out to me there. Well, because people have done it in the past. It's, <laughs> Man, it's not I hate unprecedented. Alan. I just have a, a whole DM box full of yeah. Alan Hate. No, I don't. That's fair. <laughs> no one ever People says just that. slide into your DMs all the time, talk but. about how much they don't like Alan, how much they do like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we agree with you, Ian. Ian. <laughs> anyway, Ryan, tell us about you. This is as far as what you told me. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Ryan. I like comics. Hi, Ryan. Comic, comic books. Hi, uh, hi Ryan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Comics is art. Comics is literature. Yay! Mm. Get excited! Um, I like science fiction books. I like... Uh, science! Sort of like weird underground books. Weird. Books that... that <laughs> so you wait, you like weird science? Weird science. It's a weird science party. Who shall ask for more? You had to. So that's it. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. I'm on Instagram and every other social media platform is that. You can also see Ryan's uh, Oingo Boingo cover band playing uh, at uh, Straddlers this month. Let's let's be honest, Ian, you would be the Oingo Boingo That's cover true. band. That's true. Now, if we were all were the Oingo, Bo- Oingo Boingo cover band, I would I would demand to be Danny Elfman so I could make wacky, weird faces at the crowd. I would be the one not playing an instrument because I have no music. <laughs> you, you, could, you could pretend to play like a trumpet. We'll just sing the backing tracks. Uh, I'll just push the triggers on the sample. <laughs> So that is the four of us. Uh, there are also four sections of our show, but because we're adventurous, we're going to introduce you to those as we go along. So we reach the first chamber of doom, and as we open the door, an evil voice says, Welcome to Here's My Issue. Welcome to Here's My Issue. This is the first... <laughs> wow, that was scary. That was awesome. This is the first part of the show. Uh, Acting. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Mr. Lovitz. Um, this is the first part of the show in which we all each... Bring- <laughs> Sorry, I lost it. I lost it on that. <laughs> I know you said Levitz. No, Levitz. you said Levitz. I, 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 I was expecting. But, I was expecting Mr. Stewart. But what <laughs> I saw in my head for some reason was Jonathan Lithgow. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, you mean John? You know what's Big weird Rudy? is I totally yeah. did too. Yeah. <laughs> I totally saw Lithgow in my head. Anyway. In my head. Anyway, comics books. Lithgow, First book Lithgow. is all new, all different. Anyway, Avengers. Alan brought it. Go. Hey, hold on. There's more to it than this. Okay, who's sorry. steering this ship? Uh, you know what? Now guy. you're in. Now you're on the poop deck. You're the you're the co-captain. Poop now. deck. This isn't a pirate ship. It is Everything now. is There's coming up, Alan. Cover- <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. That's an episode title. Right there. Right. Um, yes, sir. So, <laughs> you know what? You're first mate. Now you're you're like the cruise director. You're like the one who's like friendly. You're like, hey, everybody. I'm okay with that. We're gonna do a limbo competition. I, I'm gonna wear my uncomfortably short shorts. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect. Hey, my very shorts are pretty short, and they're very comfortable right now. So part oh, one of the uncomfortable sh- to everybody else. <laughs> so oh, oh, so okay. part one of the show we're about to get into once we get once we get over us being on a cruise on the love boat um, is uh, called "Here's My Issue," where we each bring an individual comic issue. We we trade them all around, and we say, "Hey, read these, or you're off the show, or you're down the poop deck with our, with Ryan and Alan, and nobody wants to be in the poop deck." So we all read the books, and then we talk about director. it. Well, he, his role Just is move const- on. To the he's books. a jack of all trades. <laughs> Good. Um, so uh, we. we 
each bring those, and we like to go alphabetically, and we we say whoever uh, brought the alphabetically first book drew the short straw, and I believe that is our cruise director, Alan. Alan, tell us about A, what book you brought, and B, uh, when is the limbo competition? <laughs> I was like totally going to get into it and do a whole like uh, <laughs> spiel. spiel, but I'm, I'm going to skip it. Let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about comics. Let's talk about Thank all you. new, all different hey Avengers. Guys, let's rap about comics. The, the writer is Mark Wade. Artist is Adam Kubert. Um, color artist Sonia Obak and letterer is VCs Corey Petit. Interesting. Um, also, Alex Ross did the cover. Hey, oh. you can tell because it looks painty. Art looks like an Alex Ross cover. Um, so this is a There's book. Also, like a hundred thousand variant covers. So <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. This is a uh, this is a Marvel book. It yes. has the Iron Man's. It does. Um, this is like. What happened? So after Marvel made a bunch of changes, like now we have female Wolverine and we have uh, uh, Kamala as Miss Marvel, and we have um, Sam Falcon yeah, as uh, as Captain Marvel right. or a Cap- uh, Captain America. Um, so we have a bunch of uh, a bunch of changes, and so now it's time to get them all together and make an Avengers team. I believe they call him Captain Falcon <laughs> for, <laughs> for non copyrighted reasons. Of course, yes, yeah. Um, I think they still call him Captain America. He just yeah, gets no, to have I, wings. I just prefer Captain, Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon. Think video games. Personally, and I'm hoping oh, we can get into wrong. this as well, but the, I think a lot of the changes they've been making uh, have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really... Oh, and you have Miles Morales as Spider-Man in this. Right. Um, and so I think uh, like it's being very forward-facing with, with these new heroes and the new mantles being passed down, but... In general, it's not really a getting the band together book. Like I kind of figured it would be. It's, yeah. It's a little more like uh, snapshots before the band gets together. You know, kind of uh, points at where everybody is before they all kind of meet up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think? So this is this is recent, right? This is like last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like within the last six to eight months. That's a good question. I'm maybe. actually not sure. I can look it up though. I feel like it's post the. Didn't they? Didn't Marvel do like a big crossover? Where it was like Secret Wars number twelve or yeah. something, yeah. where all, everybody fought, mm-hmm. and now this is the new yes. Marvel. So the, this is post yeah. post the big the annihilation of the multiverse. Uh, okay, so this is all the multiverses collapsed into this one verse. As, as far as I can tell, that is the universe case. Universe, gotcha. as, <laughs> as, yeah. as it would be known. Oh, it's because uni means wow. That's, oh, oh, wow. My mind was just blown right now. So uh, much, there's so much Kirby crackle going on between my ears right now. So, so yeah, no, it, it's it's like gives you a snapshot of a couple of people mm-hmm. and then hints about what's going on. Because at some point, somebody says something like, Parker Industries, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. uh, and I was like, oh, Peter Parker uh-huh. after Superior Spider-Man and like uh, Superior Spider-Man is the one where it was Doctor Octopus in Peter Parker's body, right? And so he got all this sweet technology, and then kind of Peter Parker's. Now they have Miles Morales being Spider-Man. He doesn't need to be Spider-Man full time. Did Peter so Parker's brain like go back own, into his body? Yes, it did okay. eventually. It's good. Doctor Octopus is like, you're a better Spider-Man than me. I'm gonna go die. Blech. And then he died. Oh, it was well, dumb. That works. Anyway, um, so Peter Parker has like his own sort of laboratory where he makes tech for the most part. So he's Tony Stark in it. He's like a lesser. Apparently, Tony Stark is out of money in this. Yeah. Wow. He's just like, yeah, sold the building. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I still have my I've, flying I, car. I haven't followed up on that, but I'm, I'm assuming since there was like a thing called like the invi- was like the Invincible <clears throat> Iron Man or yeah. something. Where it was oh, like, he went he went crazy for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, or the superior, superior Iron Man. So it was superior Iron Man. Yeah. Wasn't he in space? Yeah, he did. Well, he, he was palling around with Guardians of the Galaxy for a Man, little bit. Man, there's a lot of continuity. Guys, <laughs> there is so much. Guys, I'm, I'm going to 
I'm going to pull a coach here. I'm going to pull a timeout right here. <laughs> All right, gather around, cadets. A <laughs> little, little bit of a pep Should talk we take here. a knee, coach? Take a knee. <laughs> take a knee, pop a squat. Don't sit on that helmet. What I tell you about that, Evans? Anyway. <laughs> Who's Evans? The He's guy the guy who's sitting on the helmet. That's right. That's right. He's not on the team anymore because he keeps sitting on cut. that helmet. He's he got cut. cut. Eggers. <laughs> so, so, his name so when we started this show, when we started Four Color Commentary, uh, a big part of it was the whole like, you know, like, hey, let's break things down for people that aren't necessarily fully versed in all the continuity and all that stuff. And and at the time, it was a little bit easier to do so. We'd had like Marvel Now and like yeah, a lot of New relaunches, 52, a lot of, stuff. you know, relaunches. And since then, it has, again, just multiplied and become lots of universes. It has been fruitful. Lots of things have happened. So there's a lot of begatting going this, on. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of begatting. So if some of this doesn't make sense, then we're trying. There's a lot going on. I feel like we should almost just like, like if we're like talking about this book, because it is called all new and all yeah. different. It's almost just like, hey, this is what's happening now. Right. Don't worry why or or how yeah. it happened. I, I this think is just where we're starting. I that's think kinda, that the, that's kind of how this book feels. Yeah, I, I feel like this book does a good job of letting you jump in without like all this backstory. Exactly. They yeah. they tell you like I wasn't like super like well oh I can't follow the story because Parker Industries now I was just like oh okay I guess he's doing that now oh. Apparently he's broke now, so like it, it's good. But if if some of the stuff we were talking about here starts to get a little crazy or whatever, it's okay. It is crazy. Yeah, and feel free to hit us up and ask for clarity. There you go. But Boom. but essentially, as this book starts, yes, Falcon, who you Captain may have America. seen fr- uh, from Captain America to the movie, yeah, he is now the Captain America. Yes, and he still uses wings. Yeah. Also has a shield. Yeah. and a bird. Cool sunglasses and a bird. He's got a. Bird. He's always had the bird. Yeah. But it's Falcon. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> I heard. It's Falcon. The bird is the word. <laughs> uh, you know, I may have also heard something similar. Uh, so that's him. Miles Morales is now Spider-Man. Who has a come new over. new kid is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where he came from. A new it's kid. New kid. New kid, well, new kid is Spider-Man. New kid is Spider-Man. Uh, they're both black. No big deal. Uh, we also have Tony Stark. He's still the same Tony Stark, except now. So uh, excuse me. He's not the same Tony Stark. He has a flying car. <laughs> yeah. That, that turns is, into a suit. That turns let's do this. into Ian. an Iron Man yeah. wait, suit, wait, which wait is awesome. Wait a second, Ian. How is that different from normal Tony Stark? He doesn't have Normally a flying car. Normally he has car. a briefcase. That's Normally what he has. I would argue that, room that of any these. version of Tony Stark would think, I want a flying car. No, I agree. But I've so never seen I've never seen him have a flying car. Okay, I may so be he wrong. Got, he got a new toy. He got some uh, cool okay, new got one, one, one last good. six sweet toy before he lost all his money. That's true. And okay. then I, I feel like we don't have that many more heroes in this besides... Nova yeah. and Kamala. Yeah, and then, and then towards the end we have like a back matter section with... Kamala Khan, who's I don't Ms. think it's Marvel. back matter. I think it's just a secondary story. Yeah, it's story. just like a secondary yeah, yeah. story. And so let's, let's talk about the first story real sure. quick. So we have um, Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon. Yeah, you know what? Let's roll with that. Captain Falcon, <laughs> who is uh, who's on the bridge and Captain he saves Falcon some people. <laughs> and uh, He's saving people, all, you know, like just like any Marvel hero would. Right, but then he gets kind of people. called out by a bunch of Girl Scouts to buy their cookies and he has to pick one. And every and then this like kind of race thing All comes right. up first. I don't think it's so much I'm, a race thing as it is like I now have to deal with being the face of this major superhero and the all of the different PR elements that come with that. Right. Whereas when Which you're he's a, never done, when you're he's a always B level hero, it's 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 not as much of a thing. I'm gonna jump in here. This sounds like my my little like platform right here. So I really 
like for this first story, I wasn't super drawn into the whole like Avengers and this alien guy and oh, yeah, like, you know what? I felt whatever. Are alien, you Loki? alien, yeah, <laughs> Loki, Thanos. <laughs> he is Locos. very Loki-ish, right? That Locos. guy. Come on, he's wearing a green yeah. jacket and he's got dark hair. He's also he's got, Loki. He's also a huge purple guy. Are is we? It, well, not it, that guy. That guy's not Loki. Well, that guy we know is Chitari. I'm talking about the other dude. He's like, yeah, I have this magical stuff. I didn't actually. I thought Chitari was. I didn't play him that he was Loki, but yeah, no, I didn't either. But that makes sense. I haven't read any more of this, but I I will bet dollars to donuts. I, that it is Loki because I do love I donuts. Do love donuts <laughs> so, um, but but the little thing at the beginning, the snippet with the whole like, oh, I'm in the spotlight now. Like after yeah. I deal with this, I I really enjoyed that, and and I, I mean that's something I think Mark Wade does very well is those yeah. little things like that. And I I really liked I don't know the whole like thing where he was like, you know, where where the people were like, oh. Let's see which one he picks. I wonder which one he's gonna choose. Like Cause sarcastically, because there's, there's like a little, a little black, black girl, girl. and a little yeah. white girl, and just stuff like that. And you see all the people snide remarks in the pat, like in the background and stuff like that. And um, where he gets in the car with Tony Stark, he's like the, it's scrutinizing my every move and every little decision and p- assigning it some sort of racial agenda to it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, cool. I'm glad that like someone's saying this because a couple things, you know, one is like the whole thing where it's like yeah you know there's a whole thing of equality Mm -hmm. but then you'd also it shows kind of the other side of it where you have people that are like oh this is gonna be good and they get their camera phones out and be like oh let's I can't wait for this to go wrong yeah sort of thing and I was just like that's kind of cool to see that someone's bringing up you know something kind of like current like a real issue like that Mm -hmm. and because I'm sure as writers and artists that's something that has come up as well yeah to them be like oh you know you wrote them like this i wonder why you wrote them like that it's just mm-hmm. the the scrutiny of it so i really like that like just putting it into that made falcon captain falcon yep. instantly relatable yeah despite absolutely. the fact that i don't have wings right and I, and I can't control a falcon so and then or the I, shield i honestly shield. I, I mean i might be i think it, I, I agree so. with you chewing is i thought that was like a really good part and then I thought it was a good character bit. Yeah, yeah. it was a little it bit tells you a lot about the character. And then it just gets all it gets full on superhero. Yeah, and then it's just like, hey, here's Tony Stark, and then an alien, and then it turns out he's Chitari, <clears throat> and then uh, <laughs> Spider Man shows up, and it turns out there's a big evil plan, and one of the guys who's apparently Loki is kind of behind it, or apparently is like in Loki. cahoots. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it's very superhero in this first half. Yeah, it feels like it's like, well, we had that part where there's talking, so now we better have somebody punch somebody else. Yeah. What if there's a robot suit? Actually, that was pretty cool. Like the superhero part, and it and it looks fantastic, by the way. Like, oh this yeah. Is, this is you know full widescreen comics, all the gloss, all the shine, uh, and it looks really really nice. Uh, it's not my favorite art style, but but it I mean it works. And, yeah. And man. That this car, is, that car turning into the robot part, uh, like the there's there's just this Transformers element in me that just exploded. <laughs> when that the Transformers there's, element. There's a little part of my body that right. was like, and I was just so excited. <laughs> I, you know what? But I, this I one think, had a man inside it, and it didn't kill him. It's true because yeah. <laughs> it's his robot suit. How rad would that be? Um, I feel like uh, when I pop open like an Avengers book like this, this is exactly what I'm expecting. Yeah. It's not like I opened up, you know, like some indie book and they're yeah. trying real hard to be marvel i'm like this is this is what marvel is yeah i i kind of come here for the popcorn you yeah know yeah I mean? ian you're a marvel guy yes oh i like marvel and dc well t- tell us about this book 
uh, it's a lot of exposition when it comes to like, hey, you're a bad villain. There's going to be some stuff you need to get and, event- and some superheroes are going to try to stop you. To me, the parts that I liked the best were the beginning of the book, the end of the first arc, and then the last story. Those are the things that I really, really, really liked. So I, I liked I liked when the car turned into Iron Man. I yep. thought that was cool. I'm like, yep, all right, big awesome. fight. But then the book was over. I'm like, oh, no big fight? Okay. Um, but... I like the beginning with that. I also like the commentary. I like the Miles Morales commentary. I like when he's when Iron Man grabs him from the flying car and goes, "Hey, it's copyright infringement kid. <laughs> <laughs> or trademark infringement kid or something yeah, like that." Yeah. Um, but I really like the back matter too because I the back matter I think probably was my favorite part. The second oh, the, story, yeah, the second story. Tell, tell us about the second story. Yeah. It's ascent, uh, essentially what happens is there is a big monster that's that's, that's running around destroying stuff, and Miss Marvel is like, "I'm gonna turn into Miss Marvel." And then uh, Nova, who is a uh, yeah, what's his name? It's um, Sam. Sam, that's right. Um, and and the, this Nova is very. This similar. is the Jeff Loeb created Nova. Yes. Who is, he's the second Nova. Uh, yeah, I the only the this the is the Nova that you would know from Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, the cartoon it, show. it is that Nova. It is it's Sam. the Ultimate yeah. Cartoon. So show, before, Ultimate in Spider-Man the very beginning, cartoon. Nova was basically part of the Nova Corps, which yeah, you saw so in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's it's the Green Lanterns <gasps> of the Marvel Universe. And yes. then they were wiped out completely. Mm. Wah, wah. And then Richard Rider was the last Nova. And then he sacrificed himself to defending himself against Annihilus, which is one of my favorite comic book runs of all time, because uh, it was paired up with the Guardians of the Galaxy run. Mm. And then basically inside of his helmet was like the essence so like the nova core was run by a single um like zordon type character like (laughs) an ai type thing a man in a tube and so richard uh, (laughs) richard Ryder had in his his helmet for the longest time like Uh he had all of this and then so he died and then that got kind of passed along and then you know fill in the blanks for nova being passed around and not really done anything with and then jeff Loeb creates this character yeah and so now he's sort of like the plucky kid who's kind of a jerk and kind of not good and the core is very small but it's currently growing and yeah. they're training more and so it's kind of becoming what it once was but mm-hmm. the very like nova originally was like the green lantern core in marvel yeah so cool. basically he is for all intents and purposes the nova yeah yeah at least on earth and in general but the key yeah, is here, in general they're both teenagers and well, yeah what i love about this scene is all the internal dialogue because there's this whole back and forth of like it it, it just goes to show like what are young people meaning? I, I feel like I'm just on the, the cusp of this, but like this is how people think now. You sound so old. But when you're it, when, when you're when you're dealing with a what member, what are young people go through when they meet? I don't sound like Rush Limbaugh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the young people are going through today? Oh, don't do that oh, no. ever again. <laughs> uh, All these cell phones. <laughs> And so, computers, cell so, so phones, and Twitter this and Twitter that. It's the it's the left wing agenda. Twitter D and Twitter dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was spot on too. Uh, anyway, well so played. but I, I rush like, Chumba. I like their, <laughs> I like their back. Wow, I like their back and forth um, because it's like, well, what is he thinking? What does she think? Well, that was mean. I shouldn't have said that, but uh, whatever. Oh well, maybe I should say this. Oh come on, try to be funny. Try to be funny. That wasn't funny. I don't What's know if that's I don't know if that's nowadays kids so much as. That's every but kid it's like, is the same. But I feel Seriously, like, that, I, like I was that kid. But yeah, we like, were all that kid. I feel like though in the in the tech, and I'm going to sound like an old man here, but in the generation where most communication is done by text message, <laughs> there's so much option to plan what you're going to say That's and true. craft the perfect response to where when you get in front of somebody in real life and you're put on the spot to say that thing, you're like, uh, 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 I, I, ate, I ate a baby last summer. And they're like, what? <laughs> 
And what you meant Ian. to say was, is I took care of my 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 sister's baby last summer, and it's she's so sweet. Here's the photos because you could text those, and she but you just said you ate a baby, yeah. and it doesn't make any sense. I couldn't decide between the story of what I had for lunch and my and my babysitting <laughs> adventures, so yeah. I just combined them. You now just I, got was subconscious. <laughs> now I know what you did last summer. Ian. I know <laughs> you and you and you, Jennifer you are not Lovie allowed to come yeah. visit my child. That's right. By the way, did you guys know Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. are still together and they have two wonderful kids? Aww. I didn't know that they were together in the first place. But for Since them. they were like 19. <laughs> that's adorable. Aww. Aww, that's adorable. What about, that, an, what about David Boreanaz? Isn't Boreanna? he a vampire who hasn't killed him? Nah, I don't care. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, uh, but, David but, yeah. Boreanaz is on bone. I really like the writing of that second half, though. Really, really, really enjoyed it because I, I think it just it's very true of our generation and maybe the generation now and how we communicate. And... It became less about like, oh, superheroes beating each other up, but more about character development and character building, which I really liked. And I think that was kind of the point, yeah. yeah he's so pale. That really, part was so heartbreaking. He's a sad I Sammy. I really like that, the faces. In, oh, yeah. Like should we, the, should the, should how expressive the Sammy. faces are, because so that's a different artist. It's still written by Mark Sammy. Wade, but the art is by Mahmoud Asrar, and yeah. his faces are so expressive. That, and they get the... Sorry, I keep interrupting sorry. No, no. But, I was going to say, that part was heartbreaking. The way he's like, hi, I'm Sam. And she's like, I didn't ask. It's yeah, like, why is he taking his helmet off? Do I need to take my mask off? I'm not going to take my. But mask that's the off. thing. It's like yeah. you feel like she's like she's like like. Why would I, I he take his helmet off? Because he's trying to be nice, trying to be like, "Hey, we're we're pals." Like that was a dumb thing to do. I well, yeah. <laughs> boys do dumb well, things. Yeah, now. that's <laughs> that's. Uh, I think that's anyway. That's why um, it works. I really like that part though a lot. Um, as far as like the first half, it was okay. It was kind of standard superhero fare. But this the second half, I really really liked. I'd like to see more of that. Well, and it's and it's it. I feel like the second half still works. Because we sort of talked about how the beginning, of the first half of this book is very a very Avengers story. Yeah. It is, yeah. and, and I feel like the second half works as a very Marvel story too. Because Marvel has always had sort of that Spider-Man team drama element going on with it, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like I feel like that's an important sort of component of at least like relatively modern Marvel. The last twenty years of Marvel has had a lot of the teen drama thing going on. Do you guys feel like, because in, like in the beginning of this, this book, they mentioned how there's no Avengers team. And to be honest, I didn't even notice. Are they, are, are new Avengers teams kind of just done? Like, do we need more Avengers teams? I mean, I feel like classic Avengers has left a legacy for other superhero teams. And now we have the ability to create new superhero teams and new combinations. I feel like the point, I, I feel like there's it's pointless to call it Avengers. Well, I feel like, I I I completely disagree with you because I feel like the, <laughs> the name the Avengers is the name of a bunch of disparate superheroes who come together to because of a th- of a something. I would say like to kind of put it in like a just a down to earth concept like uh-huh. a sports team. You have like a sports team that retains the name, you know, the Bulls don't stop being the Bulls once Jordan leaves, someone else comes in and does that. It may not be as great you know, as when Jordan was there or whatever. Yeah, you don't but, call them the 95 Bulls. But, I mean, you have different eras. Yeah, exactly. Where you, where you call them, you know, the 95 Bulls. Or these or, all new, all different Avengers. Exactly. Yeah. You have these different eras, right? I, I sort of, I guess I sort of assume since the Avengers don't exist at the beginning of this book, that either what happens to them at the end of the first section or something else will happen at some point that will cause them to join together and need to avenge 
yeah something hopefully and they hopefully, don't just pick the name out of nowhere or you know it's not like they're the justice league was like oh we're gonna sit at a table <laughs> and you justice know, justice it's it's you know just us it, it's it's you know let's all go together and punch this thing yeah, yeah. I, I get that all I was, of us punching is better than each of us punching separately. i was just thinking with like an all new all different like sort of feel to it you would do something with the avengers like moniker like, yeah mm-hmm. that you would not i mean i get what avengers you're saying with x <laughs> well i mean think about x-men right i mean yeah. it's always been x-men but there's been so many different variations of Excalibur, how you phrase x-men x-force x-force um x-force is great extreme uh and I, I was just wondering i'm like why don't if we're going to change the way that we see the avengers as a team I was just wondering why they didn't change the name. But it well, was a the thought. other reason they didn't change the name is because there's a lot of money sunk into yeah. the name Avengers. Fine, yeah. all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, but let's not talk about the mercenary reasons. I I, I think the other reasons are still important too. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine in like a world in which catastrophic superhero related things have happened, that a team name would also matter to people. You know, I, I'm not As saying it's simple. wrong. I was just. Thinking that there might have been another way to do it, but apparently I'm the only one that thinks. No, that. no, no. I, I'm saying that I'm, I'm justifying my reason. I'm not saying your explanation is wrong, Alan. Okay, that's fair. Okay, Alan, how's it feeling being wrong? <laughs> You'd think he'd be used to it at this yeah. point. Yeah. Hey. Speaking of, uh, speaking of, Alan, Alan, where can people get this book and check it out for themselves? Uh, anywhere you want, basically. <laughs> It's a Marvel really? book. Really? I can go to the gas station and get it? Honestly, I would not be surprised. Are you kidding gas me? Gas station sold comic books, yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, Ryan, there was a part of me that when you said the Transformer element in me, like I imagined just a Honda element Transformer. Like, and I, just, I was like, if any one of the us The one had, Transformer nobody bought? Yeah, if, if any one of us. I have, a, I have us, a Scion XB Transformer at home. There you go. See, a Honda <laughs> Element Transformer. There you go. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Uh, to leave Ryan, it is your turn now. It is my you turn. You brought a book. Oh, wait. I just had a thought. What if you had What if you had a Kia Soul Transformer that just transformed from a car into a hamster? That would be oh. awful. Don't, don't give oh, Kia no. any ideas that they'll do that. <laughs> so, Ryan, tell us about your book. Sure. Uh, I brought a snippet of a graphic novel uh, that came out recently in the last couple of years. Uh, last year? 2015, yeah. Came out last year. Uh, it is called, uh, kind of clunkily, Apocalyptic Girl, an Aria for the End Times. Uh, it is written and drawn by Andrew McLean. Uh, it is from Dark Horse Comics. It's actually not super long in terms of graphic novels. It's probably maybe 100-ish pages. Um, but I am just crazy about this guy's art style, first off. Uh, and I really like both post-apocalyptic science fiction and um and books that are weird and have giant robots in them uh so uh, in in a typical move uh, i brought this book so i was curious to see what you guys thought of the first 29 pages of it this is a ryan book (laughs) it has it has all the things you listed and it also has a lady who has a cat as a pet that's true (laughs) and that cat's name is is it is it jelly bean jelly bean it's a pretty solid name for a cat i would i would agree um it's not as good as bacon but it, it it definitely is a book that I would I Bacon would normally say is a Ryan book. Like it has all the elements that, of what I would expect from stuff that you bring, and, and I like it because I haven't seen you've been bringing a lot of different stuff, and it's nice to kind of get like a little taste of the old old school Ryan that we used to get all the time. <laughs> Just again, um, because it, it's you kind of went to your safe space, and I, I like when you go to your safe space because usually you come out with things that we don't know about that um, are usually pretty good, and this one is is no exception to that rule. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is this includes dog murder. <laughs> 
There's yeah, dog murder. There's dog murder. They're canine aside. But they I were evil ha- dogs, so that makes it okay. Well, you think that bad. until you see the person who felt really bad I about his dog dying. I did have to dying. come to terms with the dog murder. I'm sorry, she guys. was defending her I, life. In, yes. in, in my or mind. Or at least her cat's life. In my yes. mind, they're wolves. Yes. Okay. They're clearly pit bulls. Yeah, they're clearly very angry dogs. In any case, again, in, in my mind, it's just he just does not. Enjoy I also dogs. really enjoyed the Akira motorcycle as well. The Akira oh, nod in there, uh, that greenish one. It's not red, but it's but it's pretty close. Looks the cat close. looks like a giant okay. mouse. Looking looking back, they do look like pit bulls. <laughs> <laughs> I like pit bulls for the record. Pit, I love I pit bulls. They were probably just protecting a baby. Um, <laughs> Get away from my baby! Cold blood. Um, no, I, I I like that it's a. Uh, it's weird because whenever we see post-apocalyptic stuff, I'm used to seeing stuff like Mad Max where everybody's really sad and upset and like it's and not a good time. And this seems like while it's abandoned and there's not a lot of people, it doesn't seem like she hates her life and she's just trying to survive. She seems to really enjoy her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is different. she's trying really hard. Or like or yes. she does enjoy elements of her yeah, life. Yeah. It's like she, it's, it, it's a different, it's a different route than we normally I, say. I think what I didn't really think about that or pay too much attention to it before, Ian. But I think now that you bring it up, it's like you if you're going to survive in a world like that, you kind of have to find some form of happiness or acceptance. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just bleak and a lot of people would just kill themselves, Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. or just give up or whatever it is. Got to have a little bit more than hope, I guess, to just make it through a post-apocalyptic world. You kind of have to find something that is, for lack of better words, your your new mundane routine. Yeah. To you know, be like, oh, this is this is just life. Um, what I did like too was that it, it's not like it, she wasn't surprised that there was someone else. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh another person and oh now there's this huge conflict because I didn't know there was this other person. It was like. Oh, it's one of those people. She kind of t- has her little legend or myth yeah. tale. Like, I-, I loved those two pages, three pages, whatever it was. Um, just the art style, the way it's told. Man, I love it when things go into like hieroglyphics and you could just see them like on parchment and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. I yeah. talked with Alan about this at great length before. That's like, <laughs> whenever a book has that in it, it's almost guaranteed to be my favorite part of the book. So I really enjoyed that. It's always really fun. And yeah, the fact that it's like you already have this world where she knows the terrain, she knows what she's doing, and you're just kind of following her through that, through her adventure with it. Nice. What do you think, Alan? Uh, I really, really liked it, honestly. Yeah, I love, uh, I also follow Andrew McLean on like Instagram and yeah, I really uh, like the book that he's that he, that he does, Headlopper. Yeah, which uh, is certainly a chewy book. Watching him cool. ink, by the way, because he'll take snapshots snapshots of him inking mm-hmm. video wise. Oh man, it's it's gorgeous. Like his strokes are so clean, yeah. and it drives me insane. Oh, um, but I like I love the story. Like the art is fantastic. I I really get a sense for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of sad it's only 29 pages. I'm definitely gonna read the rest of it. Um, I want to see what's up with that robot too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love robot suits. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not. That, that's kind of a mystery. They, they're like, oh, it's not working. Why? <laughs> yeah, I need to find out. What, what, why does do? she have a robot suit? What, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I love. I mean, it's definitely. I feel like. There's a lot of manga in this, a lot of manga influence. There in is. You start right in the middle, and I've read several other like kind of I, I like post-apocalyptic manga, not just like Akira, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but a, but a few other ones that are that are also 
in that same sort of it's the post-apocalypse and well we're surviving yeah yeah <laughs> we're you making know? it work yeah we're making it work and, and i i really like that genre because i feel like it's really interesting but you're right you don't see it a whole lot especially in western media it's all like it's the post-apocalypse and everybody's killing each other mm-hmm. have you seen attack this on is, titan by the way no okay that's fine. this is this is sort of like post post like because post like immediately post-apocalypse everybody's still killing each other this is like after that after everybody gets that out of their system mm-hmm. and so like well you know mm-hmm. there's some apples <laughs> yeah oh there's some apples it's like you could kill me or we could share these delicious apples that's true <laughs> so right where can people check this out uh so this was published by dark horse it's available um as a graphic novel, it's like digest size, just like a, a manga would be, but it is in full color. Um, I bought it off of Amazon. I know they have it at uh, Nuclear, and, and I've seen it at a lot of comic shops. Uh, it's Dark Horse, and they have pretty good uh, distribution at your local bookstore as well, mm-hmm. Barnes & Noble or Borders, whichever one didn't go out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's around. It's It only came out last year, so it should be pretty easy to find. Sweet. Uh, so I believe now it is my turn, yes? Yes, yes, it yes. Is. It so uh, I brought a book uh, in typical Ian fashion, being the person that I am. I love Batman. So I brought a Batman book, but Batman does not feature very prominently in the book. Uh, I, I realize now that this could have been something Alan brought because technically it features Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, but he's not the main character of the book. Um, so uh, I brought a Batman uh, Harley and Ivy, which is a. Uh, uh, a short miniseries uh, written it's a by Buddy Cop comic. It really is. It's it's a it's two well, girl really gal pals. Anti cop. It's comic. like it's like the super villain Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, that's there you what go. this is. Uh, um, I don't know. More like the super villain odd couple. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, it's kind of got elements of both. Um, but it is written by Paul Dini, uh, artist Bruce Tim, of course, from the Batman animated series. Both, both of those them. guys. Both of those guys. Uh, so it's very. It's also where Harley Quinn came from. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, and His it's brain. It's kind of a little, just kind of a little cute. I wouldn't really say slice of life story, but it seems like it's the wacky misadventures of Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn getting into into all sorts of mischief and trouble because Harley's a ditz. And so, also well placed nudity. <laughs> well, well, let's no, let's we'll let's talk. call it what it is: Cheesecake Central. Well yeah, placed word I, balloons. I, yeah, yes, yeah. it's and, true. And soap bubbles. Bruce Tim is really well known for outside of the animated series liking to draw ladies that are are naked. Um, and <laughs> there this there's definitely some naked ladies in this. Book. Book. Not fully naked. The parts, the bits are covered, but it's, it's, there is some naked. The, the word for, cheesecake for book, is a good word for, for a it. book that that could, in, in some ways, essentially be a kids' book. Yeah, there is there is a lot of of adult situations. So, so a couple things on this. That, that I think if you if this is not like I mean I guess whatever you, parents you decide what your children read. Not you know a what kids I mean? Book. So, but like. You have to then, you know, just be aware that there's stuff that might look like a kid's book, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's not. Yeah. Um, if Conquer's Bad Fur Day taught us anything. If, if <laughs> I feel is, like this and Mad Love are an exercise in what, if they had no bounds, what they would do with the animated yeah. series. Yeah. This is like what we could have done with the animated series. We didn't have to worry about them kitties. Yeah. This is, um, it, it, yeah, if this was on the bottom shelf of the kid's rack, you know, where anyone could <laughs> grab it, I'd be like, oh, no. Maybe don't. But, but <laughs> if it's like a, a thing where it's like, okay, well, it's not to say that it's an adult book, but, no. you know, it's just, you know, like, hey, you, you got to understand the context. Now, with that said, I want to talk about the cheesecake here for a second. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
it is very hard. I have noticed in a lot of situations, where you could see where they shoehorn in, like in movies and TV shows and books or whatever, someone's naked. And then they like shoehorn that in uh-huh. because they're like, oh, it's got to be that. And then they have to find a way to cover it up to appease, you know, censors or this or yeah. that or whatever it is. In this book, everywhere where that happens, it's done in such a natural way that doesn't look unnatural. It's not like, oh, someone's walking by holding, you know, like uh, whatever, like holding a vase or anything like that. Yeah. It's just. It's stuff. not Austin Powers. There's some very strategically no. placed bubbles. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But it doesn't seem like out of place. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like whatever. Or like they've chosen to put, I don't know if what the appropriate term is, the, the camera or whatever. You know, they've yeah, chosen where yeah, the camera, camera placement would be or the action or where the onomatopoeia is or when, you know, like they're breaking up the, the speech fight. bubbles. Yeah. The speech, it just, it all flows very naturally. It's not distracting, which is kind of cool because sometimes you have the thing where it's like, oh, they're obviously pointing it out. Here's two people walking by with some watermelons. Yeah, no, it's not that, but it's definitely like, like it, it's it's not like, like it's super obvious at the same yeah, time. Yeah, It's exactly. like, oh, why was that speech? Tro- oh, that's why that speech was yeah, there. Like, exactly. Okay, I get it. Exactly. But yeah, this book is Cheesecake Central. Like cheesecake is a is an old school term for drawings or photos of, of ladies posing cutely with not a lot of clothes on. Because mm-hmm. uh, somebody once I was like, oh yeah, there's super a lot of cheesecake in this, and then was like, well I don't I don't remember them having any dessert. And I'm like, no, that's that's not <laughs> that's not what it means. So that's what that means. That's what cheesecake means. I wonder what and there's I'm just hungry. like and it's it's like Alan, you're you're probably aware of this, but it's ah. no secret that like artists, male artists particularly, enjoy drawing pictures of ladies. Okay, so here's the thing about that. <laughs> yes, you not are that correct. It's, not that it's easy. No, no, no. Here's the thing about that. You are totally correct. My problem, and this is a totally personal story, but my problem is that I don't like drawing women, especially in public, uh-huh. because I grew up with a very, like, not strict family, but a family mm-hmm. that, you know, is very, like, wholesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I felt bad drawing certain <laughs> bits Aww. of women, you know? <laughs> And I always oh, thought I'll that if I was that in part public, out. I'll, I'll draw it later. And I was drawing it that people would come up behind me and think like badly of me because I would be drawing. And your women. face would be all red because yeah. you're blushing. That reminds and, me of this uh, old and, this old Pee Wee bit where they have Phil Hartman come out and he's like Captain. Uh, I don't remember what his character's name is, but he comes out and he <clears> pulls this picture out of a mermaid and there's no boobs on it. And he goes, "Hey Pee Wee, what are the two things this late that this is missing?" He goes, "Hmm, I know a necklace and a wristwatch." <laughs> Anyway, Come so on. Jenna Jenna had to go. Solid joke. Jenna had to stop and go, Alan, draw women. Like number one, you're bad at it. And number two, like it's fine. You're okay. The only, so, yeah. the only way you're yeah. gonna improve is to do it more. So that that's that being said, you need to you need to take life drawing classes. You absolutely need to. But yeah. um yeah, right, I totally agree. There are drawing women is fun because like it's not just a rectangle on top of two other rectangles. Just See, like I'm really good at drawing ball. rectangles. <laughs> so, what does it say about you? Are always kind of wobbly. I don't know. I'm re- I'm not very good at drawing. I've tried drawing women. I can I you uh, you are better drawing w- women. Oh or my god! Am, All right, so. you're fine. You made I, up for it. Stop. <laughs> All right, one more word on the art. I love the art. The, I all do. All the black and the co- the oh, way the the so coloring good. is spectacular. The inking, like just the not, inking like and the, the coloring, flat, are both black and just white inking, super duper solid. It's super great because it, it's just solid, like. 
I mean, black look, colors, like, right? Look I at mean, this right here. Let's give, where let's give credit store? where it's due. Uh, Artist Bruce Tim, additional ink Shane Glines, like colors Lee Lawfridge. Or yeah, like where they're Just in the sewer spectacular. and you that giant like yeah. root. That's the best like oh, page in the whole so book. Good. Oh yeah. Let's the things down. that you can do, like even if you have a really cartoony style, the things mm-hmm. you can do with it to create like kind of epic or or like swelling images, mm-hmm. you know, things that will lead your eye in certain places. Like it's really interesting. Like Bruce Tim, I would say, has a very cartoony style. He does, and I wish this like reading this book makes me wish that Bruce Tim did more sequential art. I feel like he nowadays mostly does character design and yeah. stuff like that because. Probably pays the bills better than doing comic books does. Well, I'm sure he's still and rolling in money from animated and series. Like, anyway. I, don't, I don't know that he was rolling in money from animated series. Are you kidding? There's so many like other characters based on those designs. Yeah, I'm sure he gets like royalty they, checks. No, 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 I don't think he does. I think it's all probably work for hire. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he doesn't own these but characters. I, I think I, my That's understanding. Fair. That is fair. I, I would imagine he probably makes more money doing more animation work. And he would, and it's you know less intense work than drawing comics, but it, his style reminds me a lot of like Darwin Cook and yeah. a lot of like Alex Toth and Jack Kirby, but but you know more stylized, more Darwin Cook style. I just wish he did more books, like because seeing the like the books that Darwin Cook's done with like Parker and things like that, mm-hmm. I, I would really love to see more more Bruce Tim comics. I, have we seen Bruce Tim do any comics besides like DC stuff? I no. haven't seen him do anything other than It'd Batman. It'd be interesting to besides, see besides like do... cheesecake drawings. Yeah, it'd I be would interesting love to, be to like, see him hey, do like an actual. Can you comic. draw Spider Man for me? I what? think he has. I think I'll, I'll you do can, some Google searching. Yeah, you can you can Google it. But what did you guys think of the story? I thought it was great, man. I mean, it was like, cute. I think it, it was just fun and like it it gives you a really good insight to like how their minds work each uh-huh. of the characters they're, they're fractured crazy yeah yeah they're psychotic sort minds. of sort of broken in different ways minds yeah i but i just like i dig it like you they don't have this whole like well let's tell you all about how harley quinn is harley quinn you know like but you get it like just mm-hmm. by and Oh, that's so awesome! <laughs> I found well, yeah, it has, the, it has the the weird codependency yeah. of Harley Quinn. Yeah. It's always been sort of an, like a main part of her character. Yeah, like uh, she's got to have a leader. Yeah, she's got to have a Joker or a, or a Poison Ivy to sort of like, for lack of a better term, like boss her around. Yeah. Well, she needs a straight. She needs a, for lack of a better word, if you're gonna go comedy team style, she needs a straight man. Yeah, and I think that this, I mean, even though the Joker is silly. He basically, she is the she is the the, the curly like of the three Stooges face. She's the one who just gets like whoop 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 like fall yeah. and falls down or something like all sorts of terrible things Joker does. But then with Harley and uh, Ivy, it feels more like Ivy's like just barely tolerating her. It's like we're yeah. friends, but I. But there are I times st- where friends, so the Joker and Harley where it feels like the Joker's the yeah. same way. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's an episode of also the animated series too, where where Harley and uh, Harley and Ivy are like hanging out and they're being yeah. pals, gal pals, and all of a sudden the Joker comes back. And she's like, "You're not going to go back with this guy. He was just, he's awful to you." She's like, "Yeah, but I like him a lot." But he's like, Mr. J. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's Mr. J. It's okay that he does all these terrible things. Yeah, that's yeah. the episode that lost lo- launched a, a thousand fan fiction. Isn't that also the episode with uh, Supergirl and Livewire too? Isn't that uh, I'm pretty sure. No, I know Supergirl's uh, in there for sure. I think we might be thinking of multiple episodes. No, I, I don't think so. But okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, that happened. My favorite sequence is when they first get locked up at Arkham, and um, <laughs> and 
uh, Ivy's still super mad yes. at Harley, and like Harley's like trying to apologize, like, "Hey, how about you cheer up? How about we do this? How about we do that?" And like all the while, you just see this like little thought bubble out of like mm-hmm. <laughs> out of like Ivy's head. Just her different dying. ways to yeah, kill her. Like the first one though is great, where she's like, "Hey, Red, I've been looking everywhere for you. Penny for your thoughts," and it's just her pulling a pin out of a grenade in Harley's mouth, and she just goes. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, I just really like the story because y- I feel it, like there are times in my life, Chewie, where I've where I've bugged you about something, and you look at me, and you just and you have that first face that she's making, and then you just look at me, and, you're like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Chewie just imagined me dying. Uh, <laughs> Whatever that happens, hey, from buddy. Now on. <laughs> no, I'm I liked it. I thought it, you know, it was a fun read and all that, and you know, it does get into their psyche a little bit, and you get to know the characters without getting a story on them or spending like let me tell you about how blah 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 you just know who they are so that's why i like the story hmm. cool uh well you guys can check it out if you want uh, it's available anywhere uh dc comics are i believe it's available digitally is uh, there more than this or is it just there this? is more it's a mini yeah, series like a, so it's like a there's three some... issue mini series mm-hmm. yeah. so and then it's collected in a trade with a couple of other books the third issue of the mini series is really funny because it has a, a like a secret mark hamill joke that I thought was fantastic. Oh, yes. really? <laughs> yeah, they, they, to spoil it, they go to Hollywood and uh, they're shooting a Harley and Ivy movie and Harley Quinn finds the person who's playing the Joker and realizes he's not actually the Joker and she punches him out and then you see him like on the ground dazed and he's like, Yoda, Dagobah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> awesome. Cute. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out. Uh, Harley and Ivy. Check it out. So, Alan, I believe... Oh, I'm sorry, Alan. Chewy, you already... I'm usually last. It's you, weird, No, right? this is weird. Chewy, you're going last this time. Tell us about the book that you brought. I brought a book. It's called Swamp Thing Number 1 from the DC New 52 uh, series. It is written by Scott Snyder and drawn by Yannick Packett. Um, and it is about Swamp Thing. And it's about who this guy, Dr. Alec Holland. And he's in, he's in Louisiana. You know, just doing Louisiana stuff. Louisiana. And uh, there's some bad stuff that happens. So this ties into an uh, issue we read way long ago, uh, which we mentioned, I think, in the last episode, uh, the first issue of the New 52 Animal Man. Um, this ties yes. in with this. And if you remember that issue, there was this thing, uh, these these creatures that were destroying or, like, or going through the red, which is the opposite of the green, which, well, is, what, which is what Swamp Thing's about. Yeah, part. never mind. It's called the red. Sorry. Yeah. The and bleed so, something different. Yeah. And the bleed was, I think, the, the bad guys, right? That was who that was the monsters that were like, what were the names of the monsters? You the know this rot. red better than The bleed is a planetary the what? thing. The rot. That's right. Yeah. The rot. The um, rot, with, a.k.a. the black. And it looks like that's kind of where we're starting off here. All these animals are just dying and they, they show it in such a cool way they have all these of course it's a big major city all these pigeons falling from the sky not good riddance any, not just any major city metropolis metropolis um and uh good riddance i say to the pigeons but um then we cut to the bat cave and all Rats, these bats are, are dying and then we cut to the ocean and we see aquaman all these fish like rotting fish corpses are there and you're like oh my gosh what's going on and then we cut to Alec Holland. I I, I I dig how this start how this starts off because it gives you kind of a nice little peek at the DC universe, being like, "Hey, this is affecting a lot of stuff, but we're not going to spend a lot of time on it because we got to get to Swamp Thing." So I, I like when stuff does that because it references where we are in the universe, or or like it references. It's good for people who are new readers because they go, "Hey, I know that guy," and "Hey, I know that guy too." And Aquaman, I, don't, I know that guy. Uh, nobody likes him, but let's keep moving. But like, like people like Aquaman. He's yeah, the I fish like guy. I like Aquaman. <laughs> but like, I like that because it it plants the seeds of you know where we are. Even if you're brand new to DC Comics and you have no idea what you're reading, you just saw this big green monster and wanted to, to look at the pictures of it. So, 
Um, Except there's not a whole lot of big green monster. In, in that is true. Book. There's a lot, but they, they set up, they, they kind of explain the backstory of the swamp thing a little bit. And the ending, the, the thing about it is it, I really like that the ending, that last page is kind of a big reveal. Cause you're like, uh, especially if you're a fan, you're like, Oh, how's this working now? Cause isn't this guy supposed to be the swamp thing, but there he is right there sitting in front of us. I feel like this is very typical superhero fare. You know, it's it like, is. it's a, it's an issue of exposition because you have to. It yeah. Is. I, but at the same time, it's very chewy. I did not expect like flies to infest people and then spin their heads around <laughs> yeah, and, and then yeah, control them. Pretty metal. Walk like zombies. Oh, oh, yeah. And then make them scary. zombies. Oh, That's some good my neck. Body horror. It hurts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, gross. I don't know a lot about the swamp thing. Mm-hmm. And so and and now you're like, looking oh. at me to be like, Ian, have you been reading it? No. No. I mean, I, I see you got <laughs> that swamp be. thing over there. I but I like. But he's like, oh, it's Alec. And I'm like, okay, Mr. Baldwin, like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't catch. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's. Didn't we talk about the swamp thing in the character compendium like like four or five episodes ago? I just read that off the internet. No, you read it out of the tome where you know it from forward, backward. and Come on, let's not even pretend. Oh, come (laughs) on. Don't ruin everything. Come on, man. Next, you're going to say all the the characters at Disneyland are pretend. No, they're real. Okay, good. Thank you. So when Santa, I first though. read <laughs> when I first read the book, I this was my introduction to Swamp Thing. All right, like I had not read okay. Swamp Thing okay. before. I was not familiar with who was what now. Um, so I saw that, and I kind of had that moment of like, oh, w- wait a minute, okay, hold on, he's not like just he's not just Swamp Thing. Like there mm-hmm. was another Swamp Thing, and now he's the new Swamp Thing. Like it, yeah, kinda, was, it, that's, it that's what I my at the end of this. Yeah, it piqued my interest to be like, oh, okay, because I was like. Okay, so next issue, I'm probably gonna find out what happened or something like that. You know, um, that's that was my exposure to it when I first read it. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, like I get that this guy has some sort of connection to plants, and I'm like, okay, well, but is he the swamp thing? And it was, yeah, I mean, it made it, it made me intrigued, and and I sort of, I guess that's the the downside to sort of writing in the long term is that the book ends with like. Oh look, here's the swamp thing, and here's this guy. And if you want to have any questions answered, well, see you next month. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Insert four dollars, please. Yeah. Uh, four dollars in one month. Um, you know, assuming the book's on time. Um, but but I thought it was I thought it was sort of an interesting way to, like, they start really big. You know, these are the things that are happening all over right. the world, and then they sort of like zoom in, and then like Superman shows up. After he's talking to a guy about putting cabbage on his knee, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like it was, I don't know, like it, it's, Super it's definitely, and, and you know what, it's maybe a criticism because this isn't the first Scott Snyder book I've read, and this isn't the first time that I've had this complaint about Scott Snyder is that he writes for the long term, he writes for the trade, yeah, uh, and and writing for the trade is, it's a thing that happens in general in the comics industry, I think, uh, especially because. I think for a lot of stuff, more money is made in the collections of the books than is in the individual issues. The individual issues are for the hardcore fans, and then the the collections are for the people who walk into Barnes and Noble and are well, like, the, "Oh, what's uh, what's that?" The problem is, is Barnes and Noble the one that closed. No, Should I be no. saying Borders? Open. Okay, I get them confused. The, the problem is that like, uh, and I heard about this on some podcast the other day, and I can't remember what it was, but um, I heard about this where floppies basically are sold based. On pre-orders. Floppies being single individual issues. Yeah. 
are based on pre-orders, yeah. not actual sales of the book itself. It, in other words, based on people who have pull lists at comic book stores. Right. Yeah. So the problem is that the numbers of people who want to read it don't line up with the with the pre-orders. Yeah. And therefore, books either don't get finished or they get canceled or, you know, whatever. Um, or and other books have to go through second, third, fourth printings. Yeah. Because the pre-orders don't match up with the amount of people who actually want to own the book. Yeah. So it, it's some. I'm gonna. I will get the information, but apparently there's a documentary that kind of goes through the way that the comic book industry mm. is set up, and mm. it's really apparently very frustrating. Yeah. And I, annoying. It's one I'd of the number one complaints I see. That. One of the number one complaints I see from from comics creators on Twitter and Tumblr is. The pre-order system is garbage. And yeah, it's broken. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it like it it, yeah. it basically helps no one. If you mm. can get that like documentary info and all that stuff, yeah. um, that'd be cool because I like be good, I'd be it'd be a good discussion for back matter. I yeah, think. I'd be yeah. interested too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would do. But but I feel like like besides that, I really like I had never the swamp thing character has has always been sort of vaguely mysterious to me in the sense that he's just sort of like this plant dude, but I really. Like I liked the little bit about like the guy working at a construction site say like oh put some cabbage on your knee because it's rich in like these amino acids and it'll help. I was like, see, Science. that's that's the kind of guy I'd imagine the guy who was the swamp thing to be. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, oh oh you you know you got a sore throat, chew on these leaves Spoiler and they'll help you feel better. Alert. He will be. Yeah. Or he might already be, and that could just be something that's happening in his head. Yeah, like I, I it had never occurred to me that the swamp thing would be like a botanist. I always just thought like, oh, vague scientist struck by lightning, now he's plants, as opposed to vague scientist struck by lightning, now he's fast. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know, struck by lightning. He's and, eating and, some broccoli. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I liked struck that. Struck by broccoli. I liked that bit of it. And I also yeah. liked the sense that, I like the character bit of the fact that he's like working in a construction site uh, because, it, and, and Superman's like, oh, why'd you quit the lab? And he's kind of like, well, this major catastrophe happened to me and I don't even know who I am anymore. So don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. I just had to get <laughs> out of here. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good bit. It's a good place to start with a character who obviously it's new 52. So they're sort of reinventing yeah. him. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a good, it's a solid first issue. A pre pre assuming that you are interested in the character of swamp thing and the book's called swamp thing. So I guess that's kind of fair. Um, but, but yeah, it does start and feel very, I don't know if I'd say it's standard superhero fare because there's a lot more. I'm saying the backwards. first issue feels superhero fare. It feels superhero-y, but it feels I don't know. I feel like it's got more because of the heads turning backwards and the 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 part with the red and the weird monster. Yeah, but stuff. I mean, like read any sort of anti-hero or grit hero, and it's gonna well, be yeah, but that's the same thing. Yeah, you know, there's no cosmic punching. There's no cosmic punching, but I mean, it, it feels like it book. feels like Marvel wrote it or DC. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, it feels like Marvel a DC or book. DC. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it, and it should be. It's a new 52. It's one of the new 52 launches. So. Right. I'm just saying. I don't think it's bad. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that's what it felt like. Yeah. It was very exposition-y in that way. What'd you guys think of the art? Uh, yeah, Yannick Paquette. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> I, I actually I like I like the way he draws. Um, it's it's kind of it's a weird cross between like what like I view as like we talk about like typical comic booky superhero art, but it also kind of isn't. It's a strange, it, maybe it's the coloring that does that. Superman's face looks like a fat baby. <laughs> he does look like a fat And Superman, or Batman looks really like old, I guess. Like he doesn't, he looks a little caveman-ish there. He does well. live in a cave. Hey, that's yeah, true. He so does. Um, I get what you're saying, Ian. Um, yeah. 
that's I mean that's my kind of view on it. It kind of reminds me of how I've seen at least the newer. Um, I, I feel like it's more in the the Len Wein school of um, Swamp Thing more so than like the Alan Moore side of Swamp Thing. Like it feels has that more old. Like if you look at any of the the original Swamp Thing stuff, he looks more like this. The more like horror comic versus the like. Well, he looks more like that toy I have over there, which yeah. is not like the the Swamp Thing from Alan Moore is very like has like almost like a hood of a head. It's yeah, like he's almost yeah. like a giant plant. This one looks like a man that's green. And like he has he has some uh, some plant features about him, but he's mostly like a big green man. Yeah. He's a big so, green man. He's the green jolly green giant. Yes. Hey. Um but I enjoyed I like his artwork. I know I, my one of my favorite things I've ever seen that I don't have but the Chewy owns is Chewy had like a a, a cover done for Swamp Thing number yeah. one uh-huh. by him at WonderCon a few years ago and it's like a watercolor. It's really yeah. cool. Oh yeah? yeah? Yeah, it's really cool. And that was also when I saw some dude go up to Yannick Packet, and I, I, I don't. I mean, the person, the person might have been deaf, but I don't think so because they were wearing headphones. They just chose not to speak, you know, the whole time or whatever. Because this person wearing headphones just walked up to Yannick Packet at his table while he was just drawing and doing stuff, and Yannick's like doing stuff, and he looks up, he's like. Hello, hi, you know, how's, how's it going? And Yannick Paquette has kind of like a vague kind of French yeah, accent. Yeah, and he, you know, he's just like, oh, hi, it's or whatever. And, you know, the, the, the kid is like a teenager, just kind of is like, you know, without saying anything, just like does like the sup head. And I'm I'm sitting there watching this, I'm like, okay. And then like, he, so Yannick's just drawing and going back to doing his commissions and stuff. And then the guy gets like a piece of paper and writes on it, like, any advice for an artist question mark and just like puts that like in front of Yannick. Right. Mm-hmm. And like Yannick's like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, Oh yeah. You know? And he, he, so he's talking to him, having this conversation, like kids just like not saying anything, doesn't take his headphones out of his ears or anything like that. And then he just goes, and then just walks away. He, he, just must, nods have been, he must have been deaf. I'm, I'm my or guess, socially. Awkward. He didn't, he, he apparently, I mean, Yannick like, spoke to him, and then he was just going, mm-hmm. "Well, reading lips, lips, yeah, I, I guess." I, I mean, I, I that's I mean, super weird, though. I don't, I don't. It, know. it does. It's just you would awesome. assume that somebody would be more excited to see somebody. He'd be like, "Yeah, he was just, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know." He just Smiling. seemed like I don't care. He ba- it seemed it seemed like he was doing Yannick a favor. Like it's this kid's <laughs> attitude, and I'm like, he's giving you. You're getting free. You're getting free advice from him from a guy who's worked with Grant Morrison. More yeah, than once. yes. Oh. And, and and like and then I just went up. I'm like, hi, can you do a swamp thing? He's like, oh yeah, cool. What do you want? I was like, just however you want to do it. Just I like it. Do it, please. <laughs> I just do a swamp <laughs> and thing. He, please, he did sir. that. The, sw- the best part is the face of the swamp thing that I have. It's kind of like a. It almost looks like a. He just woke up and got out of bed. He's like, oh, what, what's going on now? <laughs> um, no, he smoked I, a little too much of himself. <laughs> The green, he ate some fruit or whatever. The um, green. <laughs> I I really like the art, especially in that like trippy dream sequence thing. Yeah, that yeah, Alec it has does in get the motel, um, where the uh, the panels are divided as like parts of leaves, like of a, of a leaf. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, like the tree, vein yeah. of the leaf is like you know like. Oh, I, I took it as like the the center part of a leaf. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, like that. You know, you have all the segments and stuff, uh, and then you just have like he's surrounded by flowers and vines and all this vegetation, and he like gets out there, and you know that's where he sees it and and all that sort of stuff. But I, I, I dig. Well, it's it. contrast to the previous couple pages too, where with all where, where all the, the dudes, blood all and the blood red. red, it's all like jaggedy bones. and yeah, it's pretty the rough. bones. But um, but but yeah, I I enjoyed. It. I mean, I, I really liked. I've been meaning to kind of check this out because I really did like the Animal Man run. At least what I've read of it. So I know this was kind of like a companion so, so, to it. So they dovetail. They do. They come okay. together. Uh, so this is kind of like a companion to it, which I thought was interesting. So I kind of wanted to see where this started at and kind of follow along with that too. So um, I, I liked it. I, I enjoy I enjoy Swamp Thing. And I think this is, like 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 Ryan said, I think it's a solid start for somebody who's new. But it can be, it's also a little bit mysterious to where it's not everything's, you know, cookie cutter laid out for you. Yeah. Um, so Chewy, where can people check this out? It's a DC book, so you could pretty much find it anywhere. I saw it at Fat Collectibles, picked it up, and was like, "Yeah, man." You pick up like awesome. a whole pack of them? No, I, I just the had them individually. Ah, gotcha. Um, and you know, you can get it digitally, Comicsology, and all the good places, all the brick and mortar. You can find now like sets of them, or you can get the actual trade. Um, I'm not sure of the exact reading order. If you wanted to read Animal Man and Swamp Thing side by side, you like can look it up. Which one you would yeah, have the internet, to do? Yeah. The internet but, will tell you. Yeah, you can. Those would be parallel books that eventually do, you know, cross paths a, a few times, and then you can figure out which issues to read at which points. Cool. Well, guys, that's going to wrap us up for Here's My Issue. So we move on to chamber number two, which is called First Prince, in which we read a, a classic comic, uh, for better or for worse this time, uh, a cl- comic run, <laughs> graphic novel, uh, sometimes individual issues, sometimes newer graphic novels, stuff that we think is good, especially if you're brand new to comics or if you're uh, maybe uh, into comics, but maybe you've been at it for a little while and you want to kind of check up on some of the classic reading. Uh, so tonight we definitely have what some might consider a classic, but is it a good classic or a bad classic? Well, that remains to be seen. Uh, we have read tonight, uh, coming full circle. Uh, the, one of the first first prints we read on this on the show was Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, and now we are following it up with his uh, his sequel called The Dark Knight Strikes Again. Uh, Frank Miller and Lynn Varley, uh, the I believe same creative team from the original uh, yep. book, uh, and this picks up about three years after the last one uh, leave, uh, left off, and. Uh, We'll go from there. I'm so. going to start by saying we might need to call this episode um, Christmas Comes Early for Alan. <laughs> yeah. this is just, he is like, all so, right, this is my time to shine. I, I'll, I'll just put it up on Front Street, guys. This is this book is very well known for not being very good. You could say it's notorious. It's pretty notoriously known for not being very good, but... We decided to read it anyway because we know you like you know we we like hearing our opinion and you, you know a little part of you likes to watch us be tortured, so uh, <laughs> yeah, we we read this. Um, well, and also this book is Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, and there's that whole and movie thing. Ev- that, yes, that's that, also that whole true. movie's kind of coming out. That's true. And that movie we know is based at least somewhat on on the first one, the first one, Dark Knight Returns, but. You know, it's got Wonder Woman in it. And this movie is this book is Wonder Woman in it. So let's talk about this book, guys. Um, I feel like I feel like Alan should get to go first. Alan, no, because no, because uh, then I mean we're, so we're gonna go. we're gonna be wading through crap. Alan, t- tell us about what you thought of this book. Wait, okay, wait. I resent the fact that this book is notorious, and all of a sudden my opinion is the worst one at no, the no, table. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I figured you'd be overjoyed like, because you can rub Alan, a bad Batman book in my I house. Don't, Alan, what I'm saying is, we're all gonna crap on it. 
So we might as well let. I'm gonna. The, I'm, the gonna politely, okay, let me, let me, I'm gonna politely. Let me. Let me. I'm gonna politely crap on it because I'll I know what, I what was going on with the uh, writer and artist at during this time in his life, which is a lot of drugs, <laughs> unfortunately. And this is a good example of why you shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> I I think that this book starts off not not terribly. So you have uh, Kelly, what's her name? Uh, Carrie, Carrie Kelly, Kelly, who has taken on a different persona, which is fine. Like she's cat girl or whatever, mm-hmm. which is a little weird. The whole thing with uh, the the man in the ocean and the monster. Uh, I'm like, yeah. what am I reading right now? That was weird. Turns out it was I the Adam shrunken it. down into a Petri dish, which was cool. See, I didn't see. I think this starts off kind of strong because, yeah. I, I mean, the, we'll talk about the art in a minute. Let's separate the art and the story. Yeah, I, I want to get all my thoughts on the story. Let's get first. on the story first. Um, um, that starts off really cool. You're yeah. Like, all right. That's kind of a neat idea. I, I didn't think about that, but like we're going to. And all the sort of like yeah. weirdly. Well, weird television news. I mean, yeah. you, you knew that was going to be in it because that talking heads thing from Dark Knight yeah, was yeah. going to be. And we know Frank a has deal. a penchant for liking to draw ladies. So, yeah. okay, so that's one thing that bothered me is she's supposed yeah. to be 16 and she's hyper sexualized yeah, to like the true. nth degree. Yeah. It's uh, really um, ridiculous. Oh, uh, well, two, two things. I have two quick thoughts. A. The first book had her addressed as Robin, and she looked cool. Yeah, like, she with looked the big good. Green glasses and iconic. Like he created she like a teenager. He created yeah. an iconic look, and then when this with this decided just let's throw that away. Let's put her in a leopard print suit with big ears and roller skate boots. Right, she but I mean, like as ex- I, I do, she like, looks like a leopard. But more mouse. than, but more than likely, yeah. somebody like that would want to create their own persona. Understood. So but fine. I, I think that I, I what I do like is that it delivers on something that's a very minimal plot point at Dark Knight Returns, where they say like. When they talk to Oliver Queen, they're like, you know, you were like, you, they basically took out all of the Justice League and they're locked up somewhere. And so now it's like, okay, Batman's back and he's going to go rescue the Justice League from their government prisons, which I'm like, that sounds cool. Like, that's a cool idea and a concept for the beginning of a story, especially based on the last one. It's also kind of cool the, but- <laughs> with the way that they figured out what to do with all the thugs and stuff, mm-hmm. like the Batman uh-huh. like groupies. So he just, he turned them into like little soldier people. Yeah. yeah. Which he's I thought basically was basically Patton yeah. now. He's basically the general. Which of is kind of cool too. You, it's something you you could see Batman doing for there sure. Was, well, there was such thing I could see this Batman, yeah, this especially Batman. Frank this Miller Batman, Batman doing. When yeah. I say Batman, I mean Frank Miller's Batman, okay, just which is who clear. we're referring to. Yeah. Um, but then, <laughs> then the art happens. Well, no, I mean, okay. we can go. We can go through the rest the of the story. Where, yeah, let's, let's finish the where story. Where Superman is is still like wink nod. He works for the government, but yeah. he doesn't exist. That's one thing that I don't think stayed consistent for sure. Is the fact that Superman goes from being like I'm Superman and I'm joining forces with the government because it's the right thing to do. Let well, me ask and you. Superman yeah. is basically he, the bad guy in the first. Can, book. I, can I ask well, you this? What happens in this book? Because there's about 500 things that this story decides to do. <laughs> They're like, hey, Superman's here, but now he's going to partner with Lex Luthor and Brainiac. But then, hey, guess what? Now there's this Joker guy. We don't know who he is, but he's not the real Joker because he died. Or is he the real Joker? It's like, what's going on? What are we talking about here? So, yes, that is kind of the point. But it's a mess. It, it's not good. I mean, It's a just- mess. There's so many plot threads and things are just all over the map and it feels like there's 
par- parts of this book where here's here's Batman gets captured, but we never see him get captured. So all of a sudden, first, he's just in this jail block, and Lex Luthor is beating up on him. The first issue sets up for like a pretty <laughs> decent story. Yes, like, it, it sounds. It, it like, sets right. up Superman for maybe a sort of redemption arc. It sets up like mm-hmm. Batman to kind of bring everybody back together, and then there's this whole team up thing that could happen. It sets up some really decent bad guys and some really like the whole president being a computer generation. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a cool idea. The first issue is actually not Jim bad. Wilson no, I agree. Conspiracy theorist, it's so great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, Ian, to your point, what happens in the second and third is it just completely doesn't go anywhere and it completely falls apart. And I almost feel like when he was sitting down to write this, they were like, oh, you know, Frank, you know, do an outline. He's like, I don't need an outline. I'm just going to write it. And then, like, he wrote the first issue and then they were like, okay, well, you're like, you know, maybe you're six months behind at this point, so we need, we're only going to do a three-issue series instead of a six- or 12-issue series. And he's like, okay, well, I want to put all my my ideas in, in it still. Like, the next two issues feel like he took six comic books worth of information and compressed it down. You know what right. I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think, I mean, obviously very, very uh, towards the end of the the second or even beginning of the third issue, they kind of blend together for me. Um, I, yeah. Very clearly, he's also very much affected by the events of 9-11 because there's a huge building that explodes. And this is around the same time that happened, too. And it's, and it's not a, a, a surprise or, or a yeah. secret. Like It's pretty well known that that affected him and kind of changed the direction well, yeah, of the, he's the life story. New Yorker and, yeah, I mean, know. it's understandable how that would have a huge impact yeah. you know, on on anybody you know like you're saying ryan a lifelong new yorker um for for me i i I kind of agree with you alan and that it starts off somewhat like okay this seems like they're they've got some ideas they're planting some seeds here right um i think it starts to become a bit of a mess within the first issue though not even in the second and third um, the first issue is what 80 something Nine, 80, 80 pages or something like that I don't yeah, think it needs to issues. be 80 pages uh, for like the actual stuff if, if you were to like trim it down to just the actual story um, that first issue I would I would say would be good like around 40 something you know or, or something like that you can cut like half of it and it would be a strong read actually mm-hmm. it goes from being a oh, okay they're doing some stuff to being like oh boom i i know what's happening here mm-hmm. it seems like it seems like there's just like okay have you guys had it where you're watching uh like hulu or or something and for whatever reason hulu decides to insert a commercial before the actual commercial, commercial break, break yeah in the show yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of felt like when I was reading this book a lot of times. Like, it was just like, okay, cool. Uh, okay, cool. And let's see where this goes. You turn the page and it's completely different. And I'm like, that was not like the beat to like yeah. go to the next story or to mm-hmm. go to nothing for two pages where it's just people talking that doesn't push anything forward or explain anything that happened. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, it's interesting you mentioned 9-11 because this book came out in December 2001. I was just looking it up. Yeah. So the first one came out in December 2001. Yeah. And so I'm curious to know how much of it was written before 9-11 and how much of it was written after. Mm-hmm. Because like with lead times, because if he's writing and drawing it, he could have been, he could have, the first issue could have been in the can before I 9/11 think so. happened. I think that's what it seems like. But obviously the later couple of issues... 
like you can tell a big change happened. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think that that definitely affects the book. Yeah. At least plot wise. Can we talk about like before we get into the art, which which we could talk about it. Um, there's some other like pretty big like Frank Miller only plot elements. So for instance, Superman and Wonder Woman have a child. Yeah, together. Her name is Lara. <laughs> Let's yeah. go even further back than that. Superman and Wonder Woman. I'm going to use the dating game term here. Term here. Make Whoopi in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> that does happen in this, and like <laughs> and it there's causes, like a four or five pages of it. It causes like crazy catastrophes all over <laughs> yeah. the world. My favorite one. And and then the, the line, and she guy. says, "My favorite part is when she says, I felt the Earth move.' Yeah. Oh, man, Frank, come on, buddy. I'm pretty sure everyone on Earth felt it move. Yeah. The only time, the I, felt, the only time I felt that Wonder Woman was in the story is when Superman was feeling bad for himself and she punched him in the face. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's Wonder Woman right there. He's like, don't feel sorry for yourself. Come on, get up, you're Superman. I like that Wonder Woman's <laughs> outfit is is hot pants and like a hot like pants. a brass like a brass breastplate just strapped to the front. <laughs> um, but uh, and like this hardcore like helmet crown uh let's see what another big one is lex luther and brainiac are basically the american federal government at this point yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that and that like all the names of the secretary of state and all the different secretaries are are named after corporations yeah so are they corporations because corporations are people can we can we talk about the giant Hmm. space frog (laughs) that's brainiac's ship that was brainiac's you know it's a giant space yeah. frog. Said we're not getting into the art he yet. He does Alan. fly. No, that's not an art. That's a plot point. He does that's what that fly is. around in a giant no, skull. That is that is issue yeah, two's right. plot it's, it's, point. Okay, all right. It happens to look like a frog, but it's a space frog. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we have Captain Marvel, also known as Shazam, for copyright reasons. Yes. Who dies? <laughs> I love yeah, how yeah. you have elongated man versus plastic man. I love that bit too. Uh, you can't even turn also, into stuff. Also, I did just, giggle a little bit. Like, hey, the along- Pla- Plastic Man's totally a psycho. I, I did. Yeah. Let's I, set him loose. I did giggle insane. a little bit that Elongated Man was in. It was in like a uh, like Smiling Bob, you know, whatever yeah. commercial. You know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm like, all right, Frank. A little. Uh, that's a I, good and, joke. And every single drawing of of Elongated Man, he has a martini glass in one hand and a, a cigarette in the other. Every yeah. every single drawing, yeah. of, even when he's fighting Plastic Man, he's like, oh, "We're fighting," but they hate each other too. Uh, they do some, uh, and then and then, um, what the super chicks? The uh, the like, yeah, but that like, was music group to be... thing that that became like, like I was like, "Oh, that's a funny joke," and then I was like, "Oh and no, they're going. Like, they just keep they're." They're not getting rid of you know that. It huh? felt That's like, just the thing. You know what it felt to, like was uh, in Watchmen when they did the like. Okay, I'm not comparing it to Watchmen, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. No, uh, I was just laughing about <laughs> this book. In in Watchmen when they when they did the. Um, the whole scientists are disappearing in the background type thing. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what the super chicks thing felt like. It was just supposed to be like this weird thing that popped up every once in a while and you were supposed to track it across yeah. however many issues it was but going it to be. But it wasn't at all subtle. But it wasn't yeah. doing anything. Yeah. yeah. It was And then yeah. and then Batman's like, This is our new army and they're all like, Yeah and one of them's like, Wait, I thought we were a music group and then then okay, well now we're done with that. I will so, I will okay, give this hold, book hold credit on. one. So they were they were musicians? Is yeah, they were. I, no, <laughs> they were not musicians. They were no, they were supposed to be like pop stars, That's what like I'm saying. Uh, like, like the, a girl group, like like uh, 
the relevant at the time would have been uh, the Spice Girls. Because part of me was like, okay, so they're doing that, and then the other part is, like, or or are they superheroes? No, no, I'm I think not... that they're just dressing as them for funsies. Wait, hold on. Here is you a, guys wait. think that they're a band? Aren't they Aren't a they? music group? Yeah, but in addition to many other things, such as being cam yeah, yeah. models. Yeah, well, I, I kind of, <laughs> but with the way that he shows TV and stuff, Pretty much every female that's on TV is, is naked or doing. It's, yeah, it's, uh, the, he like everything right. is sexually. It's like charged. if Frank Miller was yeah, okay. in charge of TV, no woman would ever wear clothes. You know what? You know what I? <laughs> you know what I found weird, or what I? What, what I? This sparked in my brain as I'm watching. Why is it in every like, quote unquote, dystopian future, like technological cyberpunk future, everything always goes super sexualized? Because it's dudes. But, dudes who come up with the ideas. But that doesn't make any sense. Europe is like way ahead of us as far as like being comfortable with physical body, right? That's, I think the that's idea a thing. That, I think the idea in is America, that, yeah. if anything, we're just going to get more prudish as time goes on. I think the idea is that we go back to our base urges and like the idea is that society is broken down. The fact that we can push that, put that aside to deal with things like, you know feeding everyone All right, and, I'm gonna, I'm and gonna, protecting the world. I think that's that's why that typically happens Alan, in my mind. Alan, we live in a techni- in a technical dystopia, in a technological dystopia currently. Yeah. And internet porn is like <laughs> Everyone is there. fully aware of it, and it is constantly. Yeah, but it's also but a it, but joke. It's also 50% like percent of the time. It's also a joke fifty percent of the time, but it's also like a, well, we don't talk about it because everybody knows it's like a huge thing. Yeah, but it, it's I, not I feel like, like it, I feel like they they make it more explicit here. Yeah, but like I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like we're not that far away from that, but other times I feel like maybe we are. So I don't. Uh, I feel I feel like the reason every technological dystopia has. Tons of female nudity is because it's dudes who are writing it. That makes sense. Also, I found the one the one panel that describes this book, and it's the Flash who now wears shorts and a t shirt. By the way, <laughs> and all black, and all black, and he's just on I his watch. It was he says like a one piece like bike suit. It looks dumb. Yeah, uh, and it just says, "Bruce, maybe you ought to get down here. Ought to get here. The whole forest is on fire, and we've got dinosaurs." No, yeah. you know what? That makes this book sound way better. No, no. Honestly, out of context. In any other context, yes. In Alan, this context, it is so dumb. They don't do I have anything. To give they don't do anything. I have they to. Don't, you don't. It's the same. When, when does Batman get to for another like hundred pages? Let's let's finally talk about the other plot point. The Joker is Ugh. is is what what right? Uh, alive, Tell me dead, what is happening alive. here. He's Dick Grayson. Who's gone what? crazy? You didn't catch that? I did not. No, yeah. the Joker he's is Dick Robin, Grayson. Gone he's gone nuts. crazy, and who has the and ability he can't to? Die. He's like like Deadpool. He has the ability to heal himself and can't yeah. die. He so can't Batman die. cuts his head off and throws his body. In the I, I don't believe he cuts his head off. I'm pretty sure he rips his head off with volcano. his hands. And then volcano. Is there a lot yes. of killing for a Batman book? In this? Yes. Well, yeah. not for a Frank Miller book. Can I? Yeah, can but I it's least, still Batman. Right? Can I at least give Alan one good thing he here? Can I give anybody. him one shining thing? Actually, that's not true. He totally shoots Alan, people. And I, I've never thought I would say this. Yeah. At least Hal Jordan had the good sense to stay out of this mess. Oh, dude, <laughs> isn't that the best? Isn't it just like Hal Jordan's like? I don't even care. What's going on? Hal, jo- Hal Jordan's like I'm not even really human. It is. Point. Yeah, it's weird that he turned into like a poly, uh, a polygonal like a, space. I think Cave he's man, just like a but... like an elemental at this point. Okay. Yeah. I think we've I think we've had enough time. Nah, All right. Can we talk just, about our favorite panels in this mess. book? Can That's we talk? It, it's is. it's there are pages and I've heard it described this way. And after actually reading it, it's true. There are pages in here where you're like. That, there it is. That's Frank Miller. Like yeah. there are parts where you're that's, like, okay, that's pretty good. That's what we're talking about. But then about there's earlier. pages like there's there's weird pages where it's like 
like the one like we're talking about um, with 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 Superman and Wonder Woman, you know, having a sky whoopee, and then all of a sudden this huge nuclear bomb goes off, and there's this like square looking guy who's screaming as this nuclear bomb goes off. It, it, when you see it, you're like that. This isn't a DC comic book. This isn't the same comic book where we How have art, where we have Frank art Miller? like this, which is a little bit like Frank. This is a, this. That yeah, that's there. What is this? Listen, Jimmy Olsen looks like something Frank Miller would draw. Uh, even even that. But less look at the look at before. the other guy. Oh, <laughs> this, you mean Mr. Baloney Head? He looks like <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's just a piece of baloney. What happened to the art between issue but, one but, and two? But it's not even. No, it's it's in issue one too. Like here, look at this. Look, I mean, like there seriously. No, it is. It is in we're some gonna read issue a book, one. We're going to but... read a book where we think that this is a great background to put behind Catgirl. This is it, guys. The future of comics. What is that? Did he make that? It in looks paint? like a trapper keeper. It looks, it like, it look looks like, like the cover of a trapper keeper. <laughs> okay, so in in Frank Miller's defense, that's Lynn Varley that did the art that did all the colors. But but he had to say, yeah, that's a good layout. Like I like the weird there, color there background. There are a lot of books from space. around this time where people are like, oh, we're gonna use computers to color this, and you're like, guys, this looks bad, and they're like, no, 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 but it's, it's with the computers. future with computers, and you're like. No, but it still looks bad. It still looks as and good now as it looks still. really bad. Guys, is this where Miley Cyrus got her look from? <laughs> Maybe, yes. probably. Yes, it is. It she does look like Miley, Miley Cyrus. Where she's wearing the gray, Let me find the, the explosion guy because he's my favorite. I, See, I literally walked right here, out. I this walked little out. panel, that's some Frank Miller right there. Yeah. There's, There's some, some points Miller. in here that look right like here. Frank Miller. Yeah. This guy? That's Frank Miller. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's Frank Miller. But like, what? <sighs> Just. I guess familiar with, with the website. I don't even know if it's a website. If it's a Tumblr, Escher Girls. No, where it's it's comic book drawings of women that don't make sense when you think about geometry or 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 three dimensional space. Interesting. There he is. And and so I feel like every single drawing of a woman in this book could be on that page. I mean, I mean, it makes look sense. at that, guys. Come on, that's yeah, Frank that Miller. Guy. This is the guy who who drew and wrote one of the best Batman stories ever. And this is what he's. This, this is what everyone's been waiting fifteen I, years for. I, I feel like some of this book was th- either rushed or he was in not a. And good here's place the thing: it's like a, a part of me is like angry because I really wanted something good, but the other part of me is like I feel for him because he obviously wasn't in a good place when this was being made. Either he just didn't care or wasn't in his right state of mind to be like, yeah, this is like really good. Release this. Like, and I don't know if maybe like, maybe Lynn Varley was just like, this is what we got. If you need, if you want it, take it. And they're like, okay, it's Frank Miller. Let's take it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm, I'm not as upset about, about Frank Miller, but I, I guess a little part of me is more upset at DC, to be honest. Yeah. The editors and stuff. It's to like, be like, well, yeah, guys, this is good. We're going to, we're going to put our name on this. No, and like, this, this is what people more want. like this. Will, this will sell. Let's, and it's a bummer. Give it to a, it, put it in a place where people can give us money for it. It like like it's a bummer because you know like I've seen this guy draw like I see I saw Dark Knight Returns. There's some cool classic looking stuff in there, but like this like like it. Here's what you want to do. if you want to really really see just bad Frank Miller. Look at like anything where it's someone on TV talking. All the little talking heads and I, yeah. from issues two and three are just weird and, and not I, frank and miller I looking i don't want to rip him apart i really don't because i feel bad because not because i feel bad because he's like frank miller and like you know he's like you know up there with alan moore and grant morrison all these people who are like comic book royalty and like that he can do no wrong i definitely don't think that but i feel bad because it, it just doesn't seem like 
he's coming from a place where he's in a healthy state. Like this does not, it, it's weird. Cause I kind of feel like it's a reflection of his, of himself at this point. And it's, it's well known that he's had a lot of issues and problems and trouble. And I don't know. It, it's, it, it, as funny as it is to look at and laugh and be like, oh my God, this is bad. You you got to kind of start thinking to yourself, like, what was going on with this dude at this point? Because this is not consistent with his earlier work. Even Sin City, this isn't consistent with. Sin City looks, looks head and shoulders above the, above this. So, I don't know. It makes me sad. But You know what the best part of this book is? The shark. Uh, deleting it off my iPad. Oh, come on, uh, Alan. I like the Plastic Man parts. You know what? It, it, here's the thing. Let's do this. Let's do a round. What, what did you like about the book, earnestly? I, is, there, I, is there anything? I like the opening. I really enjoy them going to rescue the Justice League. I think that is a good idea. I like I like the first issue's like attempt at creating like a world where those yeah. superheroes need to like start coming back uh-huh. and... and you know, being assembled and I, I honestly, I think if you cut the the Joker weird Joker plot thread out, you pr- probably would have been more consistent and probably had a full story because you could have been like, listen, Superman has to now be in league with Lex Luthor, who he hates because he's a, a he's like a, a employee of the United States government, and he's in league and and Luthor's in league with Brainiac, so it's pretty much evil is running everything, and Batman and the superheroes have to come together to stop him. That would have been great, right? The Justice League Reborn. That would have been a great story. I that it's just as operatic as the first one. With well, the first yeah. one, which is like Batman's like he's not Batman anymore. Then he fights this the mutant gang leader. Then he goes after the Joker. Then he goes after Superman. This huge buildup. And this it just feels like eh. it's like uh, it's just, yeah. And then there's Robin. He's crazy now. Woohoo! And yeah, yeah the whole government whatever. gets overthrown. Maybe it's kind of inconclusive. Yeah. I, I don't. It, it just it doesn't. And the end of this book is just really like what. Yeah. Like the end of the last, the end of Dark Knight Returns comes with like you know the entire book is this theme of like you know this would be a good death would be a good death and the very end he's like no you know what this is this will be a good life and it's like full circle we've ended it this is just like I would care what I cared about that when I used to be sentimental and then the back when I was old yeah and then the book's over you're like what just ha- what did I just look at what what am I looking at yeah. <laughs> like. It's it's a bummer to me. I mean, like, yeah, it's funny to look at it and be like, look how bad it is, but it just it makes me sad because it's 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 like having a movie that you love where they did everything about Batman perfect. And then all of a sudden they have another one where there's a catwoman in it and a guy with a silly voice and a mask. It's pretty cool, but then the rest and then Batman just comes back from the Middle East in the middle of it, and then he sacrifices himself and dies, but he's not really dead. And then the guy who was supposed to be like Robin all along's real name was Robin. That's what that feel, this book feels like to me. I don't yeah. know that that was as <laughs> wide of a gulf as no, it's, this No, it's is. definitely not. I'm just making a joke. Um, <laughs> I, I liked, um, you know what I actually really liked was the Shazam stuff that was mm-hmm. in it. Like, surprisingly, there's that. And, like, the way he goes out, too, where the, he's like, this is a one-way trip. and Well, he's like, yeah, Billy Batson died years ago. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah, yeah. Billy Batson they died years ago. Yeah, and like, they switched you know, places. This, the, yeah, they just switched places. Not like, oh, I turned into no, no. You switch places, and then where it's like the whole like, he's like, yeah, this next one's a one way trip, and she's like, go out with like a a banger, or she's like, well, where do you go? And he goes, I I really enjoy this line. Where does a wish go? Where does you know this go? Yeah, and and then it's just he's like nowhere, and then you know she's like go out with a bang, and then shazam, and they just. Poof, yeah, you know, I was just like, oh, I don't know. So I, many like cool little elements yeah. like that that you could yeah. have fleshed out and done better with, and it's just it. I'm with you, Ian. I'm just bummed. 
Like, yeah, I, like the whole thing with the question. Because like, like the, even yeah, though that was a, like cool, you have like Rorschach again. Yeah. Even though you're <laughs> not like a, to, ba- but like that doesn't even arrow. go on. That doesn't yeah, really arguing. even. That question stuff doesn't really even go anywhere. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you have like it's set up and like cool. You can do something cool with that, and then it just fades out and just like, for me it. It was weird. It was like you had some of this promise, especially like early on in the book, and you're showing well, some of the stuff yeah. that like and you, you think, had before. Yeah. And like you said, it just kind of fizzles out, or just yeah. it feels like he had all the all these ideas for this would be a cool scene. Yeah. Or I've been thinking about doing it. I've always thought it'd be cool to do a scene where this, and he just kind of threw them all in there, and then try to get you know some connecting lines between them and like you the way they represent that they, or they position hell jordan in here like oh he's gone yeah. and he's not gonna like but when you set something like that up you make makes you think like oh they're gonna bring him back like that's gonna be a pertinent part of the story is that Hal's gonna come back and that never happens well he does he, for like he a second squeezes he, the world yeah, I, yeah what happened like, there it's not like he got uh, yeah. rid of all the satellites that were bad. Oh, okay. So is like, that like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. He because because Lex Luthor just, is like, it oh, I have all these all these space cannons, and then Hal Jordan's like, nope, and then he leaves. That's dumb. See, it doesn't even, that it doesn't even feel like Hal it's Jordan's a big deal. like, oh, I, I am here as a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, now I'm done. Yeah, see you later. I don't know. It, it's upsetting. I, I really, I, I I haven't read the third one, but now that I've read this, I'm like, please, please let the third one just be kind of good. Like I, I've heard some things that it's not terrible, so I'm hoping we'll see. Azarello's on it too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Azarello's. He's doing, a, I think, a lot of the lifting, from what I understand. Heavy yeah, the, the, the rumors I'm hearing are yeah. different amounts of who's actually doing what amount of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you guys could check it out for yourselves. Um, definitely, definitely read Dark Knight I, Returns. I, but I, this one, I don't know. You guys could check it out yourself and see what you I think. I never thought about it the way that you had positioned it, Ian. With like you know thinking about this is a good uh, window into you know his life at that point, um, and I think that gives just gives a it a little more context. It gives it more context, and I think I I thought it was strange setting this book three years after the first one, writing it fifteen years yeah. after the first one. Well, and I mean, and I wasn't the first person yeah. to say that, but after reading, it, I definitely agree. Grant Morrison was the first person I heard say like. You can see this is what this guy was going yeah. through and his reaction, especially to nine eleven and everything yeah. was very prominent in here. So yeah, it's kind of wacky and crazy, but like that's a portrait of who that guy was at this time. So yeah, for better this or for worse, this yeah. is interesting. I mean, let's it, all be sad now. <laughs> it, in a way, like I, I'd still recommend you know just reading it so you can kind of, if if nothing else, to know like, hey man, like what the difference between you know uh, someone who's got a better handle of themselves and someone who, who doesn't at that point in time and how that can affect things, you know, just because you're a good artist, a good writer, um, at one point in your life doesn't mean it's always going to be that way, but you know, things, external factors do, you know, factor into that. Okay. So that is going to wrap us up for first prints this time. Uh, now we move on to part three of the show, uh, in which we uh, do the four color character compendium where we talk about a classic comic book character, a hero, a villain, uh, sometimes a, a group, a super team like fantastic four or, uh, an organization like shield, or, uh, we even talk about comic book creators, writers, artists, anybody who's kind of important, uh, character wise or uh, creator wise to comics in general. Uh, think of it kind of like a history lesson slash vocab of the week. Uh, so, Ryan, open the great tome of characters. Open the character compendium, if you will. It's open. And tell us, <laughs> read from the ancient scrolls. Who Creek. are we talking about this time? Oh, scrolls. Unravel, 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 unravel. 
That's that's the noise that it makes. I when you unravel it's, it's, you're reading too many indie comics. I think you're sent to on an iPad. You'd be scrolling. So scroll. scroll. We all hate each other. No, I'm, I'm at the top. <laughs> so we're who are we talk talking about? This we're time? talking about Hawkeye. Oh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawk. I. Yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah, like the guy from Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye. <laughs> anyway, Hawk tell us about guy. Tell us about Hawkeye. So, so sure. who is Hawkeye? So, uh, you may have read a Hawkeye comic book or uh, seen a a movie in which he he plays a role. He has been in a couple movies. He's in a few of them. Uh, he is a Marvel character, a Marvel superhero from the Marvel Comics universe. Uh, he was created in uh, 1964 wow, by really? Stan Lee and artist Don Heck. He started out as a villain. Tales of Suspense number 57. Really? Uh, but then huh. in uh, Avengers number 16, uh, the next year, so that was September 64, and Avengers number 16 in May 1965, he joined the Avengers. Yeah, he was a villain. That was yeah, a fast turnaround. He started around. as a villain and then about faced almost immediately. Just, yeah. Like, less how, than a year later. How apparently there was like two accuracy-based uh, villains in Marvel, at least in, in terms of their names. He had Hawkeye and Bullseye. Bullseye yeah. yeah. I feel like Bullseye showed up later. Yeah. No, but, but, but you, just, yeah. You know, at like, some point, I feel like Hawk at some point, someone I was I like, I. Hey guys, these are really similar to each other. <laughs> Hawk Bull and I, I. <laughs> or yeah. Bullhawk, whatever you choose. There Bullhawk was a, is th- awesome name. <laughs> <laughs> there was one panel of Hawk and Dove in that book that we talked about. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah, true. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, continue. And he's been very consistently a member of the Avengers since he joined in in 1965. Mm-hmm. He was in the West Coast Avengers. He's, he's probably like at this point he's it's it's like a it's like one of those bands that like every member has left at some point. Every member has been replaced except for the drummer. Uh-huh. He's he's the drummer of he's the, the Avengers. Drummer? Nice. So, <laughs> like, he has nothing better to do. Like he, else goes he up. owns the name Avengers, and and anybody who joins in, it's not Tony Stark. It's actually Hawkeye. Remember when we and, were talking earlier about not changing that name? It's because of Hawkeye. Yeah, that makes <laughs> he's sense. Like, he's like, guys, this is my source of income. This is, <laughs> this is what uh, I do. So, and he's pretty pretty consistently been uh, Clinton Francis Clint Barton, mm-hmm. uh, and and he Francis. has. <laughs> uh, and he and he has super good aim oh. and trick arrows. He does, but but he's not a he's not a a independently wealthy guy like the Green Arrow no. over on the DC side, which is what if, makes him slightly different. If yeah, memory serves correctly, he is a carnival folk of some kind. Yeah, he has sort of a a vague and checkered past. He's got a brother, Barney, depending on who you're, who's right now. Barney him. Barton? Uh, who, yeah. <laughs> Why is that funny? Uh, because it's such a Stan Lee name. Uh, Barney Barton. Why is Clint Clint Barton? Why didn't, Actually, he, why didn't he do Barney first? Uh, I've read about the history of using the name Barney Clint Barton. in comic books, and they did it because the kerning between the L and the I uh, when everything was all caps was was sometimes a little bit too close, and they thought uh, that, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> This is when comics didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, for instance, Mark Millar launched a magazine called Clint for that exact reason. Yeah. Because Mark Millar is, is, <laughs> is that guy. Is that He's guy. a jerk. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye. Uh, it makes me laugh. There's, there's kind of, it, it, in a pretty realistic sense, two real eras of Hawkeye. It's everything up until 2010. And then the Matt Fraction run. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much you're right. Because Hawkeye was kind of always B, like B. So you were talking about C list yeah. heroes. Like Hawkeye was that, or B yeah. even lower, because you're just like, and there's the guy that shoots arrows. 
And then yeah. and then after Matt Fraction, now it's been Jeff Lemire, mm-hmm. and he's kind of kept the same, not exactly, but but Sim- the, the backstory is was very different, and it's more like, hey, this is a guy, and he's really good at aiming, but otherwise he kind of sucks as a human. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas before he was like superhero yeah and he's yeah. super good at shooting arrows ah, yeah. ah, my name is clint martin and so I wear like yes. a purple outfit with like a weird mask so like a uh, normal person would my uh my dad one day brought home from my grandparents house like a big box he's like these are the comics that i read as uh, that i read as a kid and he didn't like read comics in any like particular fashion he would pick them up at at the gas station or whatever nice um and go oh this looks cool so there's a bunch of gi joe comics more. um but there's also one oh, there's probably a ton of really good larry hama in there uh <laughs> no there's not it's not that big a collection all right um but there is one issue of west coast avengers nice where hawkeye is the leader of the west coast avengers and i'm just like as i have a, obtained more comic book knowledge first of all i recognized hawkeye that was an achievement and then second of all it was Oh, let's go, guys! And he's trying to get the team together. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Why is he leading anything? <laughs> Why doesn't that guy well, have a shield? Alan, when did Captain America more, change his color? I think Tigra's on that team too. More information oh, about the West Coast Avengers? Huh? Do you, can you can you give a as, quick recap of the West? As far Coast as Avengers? I can tell, it's just an offshoot of the Avengers that lives in San Francisco, if I recall correctly. You're missing like, a key component. Um, uh, what is that? They suck. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the West Coast Avengers were practically like. They were like, a, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's the yeah I mean, it was, it was definitely second. So it was second, like second. when they had the Great Lakes Justice League. It's like, okay, Guy Gardner, go, so <laughs> go defend Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Defending Michigan, the Guy Gardner story. Yeah. Hey, the Great, the, was it the Great Lakes Avengers was pretty cool. That's the team with Squirrel Girl and Doorman. You know uh, I rest my case. Of? This reminds me of keeping with the band metaphor. You know, it's like it's like the interim members that like came. It's like, oh, we lost our basis. Like, what do we do? And then like a new basis comes in for a little bit, and then the old basis comes back. It's like, oh, well, we don't we don't need you anymore. And then you have those people, the substitute musicians from all these other great bands. Like, hey, we got the experience. We got the licks. Let's get together. We're going to form a band called the licks. New kiss. (laughs) New kiss. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, whatever. Yeah. Why they sound like a 1980s cola commercial? Because again, one thing, new kiss. I I sort of feel like if you, if you know anybody who is super into Hawkeye, like pre the yeah. the you know the, when the big change happened, and I'm trying to get the date. You know, he died at one point too. Yeah, he died and came back Everybody a lot of times. So so the fraction run um, came out in in 2012. Which so arguably, if you had anybody who was super into Hawkeye before that, then that's like that's like give that person a crown. Like yeah. that 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 is king nerd right there. Yeah. So because <laughs> because he's nerd. one of those characters that's just sort of like. I mean, like, what? He's good at arrows? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, and there's a lot of other depth at- there. And I remember reading after the Fraction Run started coming out, people were like, oh, I hate this because it's not my Hawkeye. And I was like, you have a Hawkeye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, supposedly they've altered it a little bit he is sort of like a master at projectiles i guess but bow and arrow is like his main thing Mm -hmm. that he sticks to Um, you tell me at some point he wielded a slingshot oh yeah no i'm sure he did at one point i I think the idea is 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 very similar to did i say slingshot no no i know but just we're talking i'm sure he's used one at at one time i thought the kind of the idea is like 
no matter what he's shooting or what he's throwing with, he's going to hit his target most yeah. of the time. Have you ever seen that show, Stan Lee's Superhumans? I thought you were going to say the Slingshot Guy on YouTube. <laughs> oh, man, Slingshot Guy's great. <laughs> um, uh, but but no, have you, no, no, no. No. I have no. watched the Slingshot Guy, though. Slingshot Guy. Super Ooh, awesome. Let me show you its features. Let me show you its features. <laughs> it's this Russian guy. He shoots slingshots. He makes these crazy death machines out of wood that are like these. Yeah. Like He weaponized nerf darts. I wouldn't be surprised if he like literally makes one that shoots. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes one that shoots guns that then when the gun is shot out, it shoots a bullet. And no, then- it shoots slingshots at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Stanley's. So Stanley's Superhumans, which I don't know if it's still running or not, but you can find it. Like online or whatever, and like into Netflix or whatever, probably. Um, they go to like, um, he's like, I'm trying to find superhumans, and he sends this dude, and um, he's like super flexible, yeah. And he um, finds this dude that has like really crazy aim, and they do the stuff like, Oh, I'm gonna throw this ring into the air. And, you know, it's from, like, 50 meters away. And you got to, like, catch it on your arrow. And, like, he does it. Wow. And, like, like, not just once. Like, they do it multiple times where he's like, oh, like, split this, like, ping pong ball. Or, like, whatever. Just all this stuff from, like, these different. also that guy who generates electricity. Oh, that guy's awesome. Anyway, so Hawkeye. So this is unrelated. (laughs) Sorry. But anyway, but, like, that's the kind of guy that Hawkeye is. Yeah. Yeah. Hawkeye originally joined the Avengers. I'm reading this right now. Uh, because he rescued Edwin Jarvis, who was Tony Stark's non-robotic butler. Oh. Uh, and and then Edwin Jarvis is like, oh, well, you could be a member of the Avengers. Let's set up a, a, a shenanigan. Let's set up a caper in which a you caper. have to rescue some of the Avengers so they see that you're not a bad dude. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. This is... This, yeah, this can't go wrong. I know you want to ask that girl. Jarvis di- invites Hawkeye to the Avengers Mansion and stages a confrontation to allow the Archer to clear his name and gain the trust of the this, Avengers. This. And it works. And he becomes oh like the the single longest standing this member of the Avengers. The this reminds me of the movie Kingpin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where it's, yeah, he yeah. throws his coffee at that guy, yeah. and then it turns out he invites him into his apartment. Oh and he married gosh. Mockingbird you. in the comics. Hey, what, the, what are you doing in here? <laughs> so anyway, he does have several love interests. Yeah, he does have several but love interests. But guess what? Nobody's listening anymore, so nah, maybe we should okay. just stop. So uh, we, should, we should at least address. So in 2012, Fraction started writing. Matt Fraction started writing around with art by David Aja. Uh, and it's... He basically reboots him in the sense that, like, yeah, he's been in the Avengers for a while, and yeah, he was a carny as a kid, and otherwise, life kind of sucks for him. Yeah, and the, and the comic book is is essentially what he's doing when he's not being an Avenger, and it also addresses Lady Hawkeye, who they just refer to as Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, who is the kind of the polar opposite in a lot of ways, with the exception of the ability to shoot arrows good. Yeah. Um, they also have a dog who loves pizza. Yeah, and the dog's name is pizza Lucky. Dog. No, yeah, well, Lucky the Pizza. Dog. Yeah, Lucky the Pizza Dog. Uh, anyway, the Matt Fraction run is super good. The Jeff Lemire run sort of vaguely rebooted in a well, maybe everybody didn't die. Let's keep moving forward. Yeah. Uh, sense, but um, I would say personally required reading if you want to read Hawkeye is yes. the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. Every time I sell something, which just that. recently yeah. run uh, it. That took a long time to end. Yeah, it did. Uh, you it just what, recently finished last year. You know what you should also read? Uh, the uh, Remember earlier I was talking about after uh, Secret Invasion, they did, uh, what was it, uh, Dark Rain? Yeah, so yeah. So read, read, the dar- oh, read Dark right. Rain and read Ronin. 
because Ronin is what happened when Hawkeye died and was brought back subsequently by House of M because uh-huh. he's like, I guess I'm alive now. He has no idea what he's doing, but he doesn't. He's not Hawkeye. So he but takes he's really on, good at aiming, right? So yeah. he takes on the persona of Ronin, who's like a sort of mixed, like a martial arts uh, okay. type person. He still has a bow and arrow, but uh, nice. he does other stuff also. That's cool. And, that's, and it's and just at that it, point in Dark Avengers, wasn't it? It was. It was. And the it guy was you're Bullseye. Bullseye, who became yeah. the who new became Hawkeye. the, yeah. the, the new dark Hawkeye. Hawkeye. We read a comic in which Deadpool murders him. And so I highly recommend. <laughs> there's also Dark Rain Hawkeye, so you can read Darker, the Dark Rain hooks. Hawkeye, and also read Ronin, and those are two really good Clint Barton slash Hawkeye is stories. Is that book called Ronin? The book is, is there, called Ronin. Okay. Yeah. And also, uh, he's played by Jeremy Renner in in the Avengers movie. Yes, he is. And in that movie, that's a totally separate continuity where he has a right? secret family and a farm, uh-huh. and he's just like a dad. Yep. Which dads everywhere were kind of like. <laughs> I can still do it. They were like, oh, I could be an Avenger. Well, and it kind of closed the loop on are him and the Black Widow something. They're like, nope, they're just pals. Well, they're like, it's, they're it's like almost like she's a family friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's Auntie Natasha. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was oh, Hawkeye. Aunt Black Widow. Aunt Spider. I definitely would check. I definitely would check it out. Uh, check out the, uh, the the recommended run. I would say oh, it's funny because every time I say read Hawkeye to people, they always give me this weird look like, really? That guy? I'm like, read the Matt Fraction Hawkeye and tell me you don't enjoy it. Hawkeye. Kid Carney. <laughs> so uh, that is going to wrap us up for the Four Color Character Compendium. And it's funny we're talking about Hawkeye because he's going to feature very prominently in our Back Matter section of the show. Just like any good comic, we end with Back Matter where we have general comic book chat. We talk about uh, news and things like that. Sometimes read letters when we get them. We don't have any this time, unfortunately, guys. But we got a lot. Of, we got a, a big piece of news to talk about. They A certain trailer was released for a certain Marvel here, movie. Here, wait, real quick before we go there. Yes. Uh, Daredevil two is out. None of us watched it. Yes, we. Uh, Chewie's. I think like what you said. Four episodes in. Like four episodes okay. in. But I'm going to start. I'm probably going to start the first one after we are done recording uh, this evening. Just get, before we dig right into it, just because you mentioned shows we're watching, I'm watching The Walking Dead. Yep. Me too. Yep. It's getting there. Yeah, you guys. I don't you know guys, if you haven't if you haven't watched you any watched of the current. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk okay. about it. Okay. I just. I feel like every so often they do that thing where they're like, "Oh, people are making bad choices and they're dumb." Anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm sometimes saying, get uh, sometimes up on the show if you're not caught up. On uh, the show. I will say this: sometimes a comic book remix, as they refer to it multiple times in articles I've read, goes a little awry, and it's like, well, let's really think about this. So, anyway, that's all we'll say about about The Walking Dead. But let's talk about the Captain America Civil War trailer. Yeah, let's let's talk about the trailer. Sands the end little bit. The last five seconds. So let's talk about. Some awesome stuff that's in this trailer. And there's a lot oh my gosh, of people there's in this so movie. Many cool things. So much Black Panther. This is, yes. Like, oh, with bullets ricocheting oh, off of him and stuff. Guys, Alan was like, calling this shocked. Captain America Civil War 2. This is basically Avengers 3. Let's be honest. Essentially, with yeah, right it, now. Is, it is. Yeah. This is Avengers 3. It is. And pretty I'm much. concerned that, like Avengers 2, Age of Voltron, uh, it's going to be <laughs> a collection of, of scenes <laughs> that exist in order to make other movies occur. But let me ask you a question. Knowing the other movies that are coming in this in Marvel, mm-hmm. no, we have another Thor movie that pretty much is just Thor and the Hulk. Yeah, we have Doctor Strange, we have Black Panther, we have another Guardians of the Galaxy, we got Captain Marvel, and then we got the Avengers: Infinity War. What could they be setting up that involves well, all these of characters? Those, all of those things. Yeah, but how? Like, who would they be worried I'm not, about? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the guys. I know. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, this doesn't seem to be crossing over into the Mystic Marvel realm. So I, I don't see that quite 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 coming or, or nor yeah. does it cross in the space marvel just yet 
Uh, I think Thor will have more to do with Space Marvel than... than Which is interesting, because in the original Civil War, one of the big things that happens is a life model decoy of Thor dies. Yes. And, like, I'm pretty confident that's not going to happen in nope, this movie. Nope, not at all. So I'm curious to know what... Yeah, but there was also sacrifice a giant himself. man that died. Yeah. Like, we do have Ant-Man in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's he's not going to die. There's also a movie coming up called Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes. So we're so, guessing he's probably not going to die. Yeah. No. Um. But there's some awesome stuff in this. Tra- I mean, I won't. I won't go into speculation. I'll just talk oh, about yeah. what we saw. Uh. Finally, where where I get to see something that I've wanted to see for a long time, which is Hawkeye launching an arrow and Ant Man is riding it. Yeah. And then <laughs> runs yeah, up Tony awesome. Stark's arm. I was like, oh, thank God they finally made Ant Man. I've been waiting to see that stuff like that for so long. <laughs> Like and now they can do it and like it looks cool. Like we just I just rewatched Ant Man by the way, just because I hadn't seen it since I first saw it. Oh, yeah. That movie holds up. It's oh, yeah. so it's still good. Super fun. It's still probably one of my holds it's up. My, it's been like half a year. Like it, it, I mean, just like it. It didn't. Movies don't have that. It long didn't decrease in my mind seeing it a second time. Like it wasn't like oh well, I think I just liked it more the first oh, time. Oh, that was only your second time seeing it. Uh huh. I've only seen it. I, I saw it the first time in the theater and I haven't watched it since. Oh yeah, it's super rewatchable. And it's it's probably one of my top five favorite it's, Marvel it's, movies. It's a good comedy because. You there's more jokes that you notice each time you watch it. It's true, but like not only that, but like the the whole part with I think we might have seen it in the earlier trailer, but it still gets me every time where Bucky almost shoots Tony Stark yeah, and Tony Stark has that little like hand thing and like grabs uh, it and yeah. he has that look on his face like oh like God you like, just no tried crap. to shoot me you tried yeah. to shoot me <laughs> like why did you do this you know um, what it is kind of that <laughs> it's kind of that moment in Jurassic Park. <laughs> He left us. He left, he left, he left us. us. Yeah. He definitely has that face. Yeah. He's like, oh man, what the heck? Why? Yeah. And like, I don't know. And they, that, a lot of people seem to be worrying about, about Rhodey and about Ward Machine in this. Oh, oh like he's going to die. Like that die. he might be. Yeah. Because, because they have a whole the part comics. where he like is smashed into the ground. Yeah. And he's just bleeding from his face. I, I watch this thing where they do this like fan. Whenever, whenever someone has blood coming out of their nose, yeah, yeah. it's usually a bad sign. They're dead. Well, yeah. and 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 they they had this whole like trailer rewind thing that I watched. I think it was on IGN or something. Somebody was going over. No, it was Nerdist. They were going over it step by step, and they say like, "Well, how did he get hit? Like, what hit him out of the sky?" And they show like it looks a lot like. Iron Man's repulsor beam hit him out of the sky. And they're like, we did see we did see Ant Man running on Iron Man's suit. Could he have gotten in there and like messed with the electronics and oh. caused it to malfunction? I'm like, these are things that I want to happen. Like these are these are the things that I hope for. <laughs> like, or could Iron Man have assassinated Rhodey himself to try to set this whole oh ticking time bomb off and it's this whole JFK scenario? Perhaps wow. there was a second robot suit on the hillside. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, on the grassy knoll. Um, the grassy, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, that, that first part of the trailer alone made me be like, all right, I, I want to see this the heck out of this movie really oh, yeah, bad. Yeah. Like, it looks like a lot of stuff's going to happen, but I feel, Ryan, unlike Avengers, I don't think it's going to be as much tying in as Avengers was. I feel like mm. this is going to be a lot of like, this is going to set the stage for all these characters moving forward, but this is like a stage setter for where we're going with the next phase so of it's Marvel. It's going to be like the new status quo of Marvel. Yes, that's what I think. That's how. That's where my so mind this is, is going. In, in a sense, this is going to be summing up the previous films to a point and then saying, and now we move forward with this. Uh, essentially, and they, and they show it in the trailer where they're showing like, this is Manhattan. This. And this is and this. Is this. Yeah, and yeah. by the way, here's that city that you dropped out of the sky. <laughs> this, uh, this movie is going to be the summation of those of those movies, like the Avengers movies, what are they call is would it be the first three phases? I don't even. Well, this is phase. Anymore. This is phase three. We're in phase three I, now. I think it's gonna I be summation. Re- phase three. 
What happened to two? Phase each two Avengers movie caps phase, a phase. Oh uh, no, Ant Man capped the last. Well, phase. but that's because of that's because they had to push it back. Yeah. I think oh, I see. Civil War is going to be a direct like from Captain America two, Avengers one and two, and the Marvel Netflix universe so far. We also see Crossbones in there too, which we have Crossbones. Yeah, oh yeah, who is also known as the sort of jerky guy from from Captain America two. Mm-hmm. Too bad um, it doesn't seem like Batroc the Leaper is going to be no. in this one. Uh, apparently, ba- apparently Baron, Z- Baron Zevo is also in this. Yeah. Haven't seen him anywhere yet. Don't know what's going on with that. Can we talk about the fact that Black, Black Panther is just getting shot at and he stands up and just shrugs yep. it all off? Yeah, can yep. we talk about yeah. the part where he's running after, like, booking yep. it after Bucky? <sighs> oh, my God. This movie's so going to be Black Panther going to be cool. All right. I think we've held it off long enough. And then the after the, the, after the credits. Which hit. I did not see coming. I'm sitting there watching this trailer, and I'm like... They're not going to do Spider-Man, are they? And nah. then you hear, Underoos! <laughs> oh, man. Under-roos. He calls him Underoos? He doesn't he does. say on the roof? No, he calls no, he him Underoos. Come on, he's Tony Stark. What else is he going to say? Know. And, and then he's like, he's, and hey, then, everyone, which sounds really weird when nah, he, he says like it. He sounds like a kid. He sounds like no, a kid. No, it's not like a kid. It's like, it's like overly hey, dubbed. It's like overly oh, dubbed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't care. It's also not but the, the eyes. Thing. Uh, just, let's eyes, talk yeah. about that costume for a brief second. It looks like I'm, Spider-Man. Let's move on. No, it looks it, like, I agree. Hold, it looks on. like Spider-Man. Hold on. But it doesn't oh, It doesn't entirely look like Spider-Man. And I'm not going to rip it apart. Usually, I'm totally against altering that costume. But I like this. I like the, I like the, I like the small spider on the chest. I like that the eyes move to give like... The, that, that's something we've never seen in a Spider-Man movie before. I also that like that true. it makes robot sounds when, he, when his eyes move. So that way you know it's not just a Deadpool thing. And he's yeah. also got the web shooters. He yep. does. He's not using the organic stuff. He's got actual web shooters and stuff. So I was just like... Wow, they did it! Like they actually showed it. Like I was at work and I went like on my desk. Like I hit my desk and yeah, I kept looking did. at everybody. Like um, somebody watch this so I can talk about it with someone. <laughs> unfortunately, when I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna look at the new trailer," the the poster image for it was him holding the shield, and I was like, "Okay, so I know that's gonna happen." So Bummer, now the whole yeah. time I'm watching this, I'm gonna be like, "Okay, okay, yeah, well. hasn't happened." Oh, okay, this is where it happens. So I'm like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, but if I hadn't seen that, I'd been like. Oh, dude. I was getting really <laughs> excited because uh, this movie was not... I was trying to figure out how they're going to pull it off. I'm just mm-hmm. like, how are you going to do Civil War in this case? And then once they kind of did, these are all the bad things that are happening. This needs to get under control. And then they sort of kind of spelled it out from there. I'm like, oh, this makes more sense. Yes, yes please, let's do this. Yeah, I I'm agree. way more, way more, way more into this. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, very much, a lot of excitement for that. We're getting closer. Uh, a certain movie, we're going to... I don't know if we. I don't think we should say anything about this time because I hope probably by the next time we all get together, I'm assuming most of us, if not all of us, will have seen it. Which is Batman punches Superman, then Superman maybe falls down, and then Darkseid, and then Wonder Woman shows up, and they go. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. comes out this weekend. That comes out uh, in two days. Just a couple days. Two days. But yeah, I'm, we're we're gonna have seen it, and or we or yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see it, and <laughs> it's finally gonna happen, and we're gonna see. I've yeah. heard. I have not seen. I have heard that people have heard very, very good things about the movie. I've been reading a lot of tweets of people who saw the premiere and say that, uh, and I, mind you, I don't know these people, their movie preferences, but there's one guy who said it was in his top five superhero movies of all time, and Man of Steel is nowhere near that. Huh. So I've heard right. the opposite from people I follow on Twitter. So That it's really bad? Yeah. You've heard that it's bad? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll guess see. We'll see. I guess we'll find good out. Good reviews versus bad reviews. Dawn go, of movie. I'm, I'm well, we'll go, just decide for I'm ourselves. I'm going to go into it with an open mind, and I'm going to have no preconceived notions other than I saw Man of Steel. 
and I know what happened in that movie. So now let's see how this story continues. Much let's like I did. The, let's see how the Emperor stacks much, up. Much like I did when I went to see the Incredible Hulk after seeing Iron Man. I was just like, I saw Iron Man. I hear this ties in with it. Maybe let's watch. And that's it. I still haven't seen that movie. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's fun. It's yeah. not, it's not great. But it's fun. That's what everybody says. And then I'm like, well, I don't. You should watch it at least once. Yeah. It's a one time watch. Um, you know, you maybe on a have watched. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Fine. Um, Norton. So Ryan, you had something else you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Retrofit Comics is a uh, like a super small press label, label imprint, imprint. Um, and uh, I subscribed to their comics last year, and they just were like, "Oh, you know, pay us this much money, like sixty bucks or seventy five bucks for this year. We'll send you every comic we print for the whole year." Uh, so I've gotten you know probably a dozen smaller comics and half a dozen graphic novels in the year. It was pretty rad, uh, and so this year they're doing it on Kickstarter. So. Um, if you are interested, if you if you just Google for Retrofit Comics Kickstarter, uh, it'll pop up where you'll find a link on their website. Uh, and so you can contribute for digital books or print books and you can do, you know, one month worth of comics or six months worth of comics or something. But it's it's a pretty neat way to get um, books that you wouldn't necessarily be reading, but you you'll find some really cool stuff in there. Mm. Cool. Uh, also, WonderCon. Yes. Yeah. So, guys, just to let you guys know, uh, if you are in the Los Angeles area this week, this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, we will be actually at WonderCon. Uh, yeah. We will be actually there for the first time as official press. So it's yeah. Kind of yeah. So um, it's we pretty got big exciting. boy badges. So we got the big boy badges, um, which doesn't give us any special abilities, but we 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 get to go and cover the convention, which is really exciting. Uh, so we will be there. Uh, I know Chewy and I are planning on being there all three days. I believe Alan, are you going? Two are you, out of three. Are you going Sunday, Saturday, and Saturday, Sunday? Sunday. And then I believe I'll be two out of three Friday, Saturday. So if you if you happen to to tweet at us, uh, you can tweet us at at four color pod if you want to on twitter um or reach out to us via facebook ping us in any way i'm gonna put i'm gonna have all on my phone all the notifications up and ready to go so that way if any way you guys notify us yep let us know we can we can meet up we'll we'll, we'll take we'll take pictures <laughs> if you care <laughs> if you want to take pictures yeah, we'll, with us. we'll instagram you yeah um us we can just talk comics we'll yeah, sign we'll your phone out. while the podcast is playing so <laughs> with <laughs> permanent marker um we can hang out we can go talk to the people you know we'll give you some flyers hang there's out some there's out some friends. there are gonna be a lot of really good people at, it's, yeah, it's gonna be fun i'm really excited that we get to cover that um and franco via will be there yeah 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 it's gonna be it's gonna Me be a Doyle lot of fun so Joe and i think there might there. still be a single day tickets i think even th- i don't know if three-day badges are still available uh three-day badges last i checked were still available saturday is sold out uh but there are still some days you can go so if you want to if you have nothing to do on easter you're feeling lonely come spend time with us spend time gabbo's gonna be there too sweet that puppet from simpsons yes <laughs> smithers uh, garbo is coming it kind of a, a j- Get on the Ryan train here. I actually backed a Kickstarter oh, nice. um, within the last couple weeks or whatever oh, for Comicer Press, C O M I C K E R Comicer Press. Basically, they've got a Kickstarter going right now, and what they do is like their whole Kickstarter right now is uh, help bring creator-owned digital-first comic series from a diversity-focused publisher to print. So they have digital-first. Uh, stuff it's um, they're pretty big on like diversity and mm-hmm. stuff so That's they cool. have a lot of uh, comics where the characters are not white and mm-hmm. not males um, sometimes they are males but they tend to be not white um, <clears throat> and um, what they're trying to do is bring a lot of stuff to print so um, I checked it out they got some pretty interesting stuff going there and um, 
yeah, I mean, they still got like a week left on their on their uh, Kickstarter. Uh, I tweeted about it on my personal Twitter, and I'll probably retweet it. And I think we might have actually tweeted it on Four Color or something like that. But so check that out. Um, I just thought it was kind of interesting in in the effort of kind of bringing more uh, independent comics to the forefront. You know, there you go. Perfect. Uh, I just I just double checked, and they are in fact sold out of oh. Saturday badges and of three days. Okay, but you can still buy a Friday or a Sunday. Sweet. So there's still some ways to get in if you do want to attend WonderCon. So we will see you there hopefully. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this issue of Four Color Commentary. But before we go, we want to give you a preview of the books we're going to be reading next time. Uh, so for first prints next time, I believe Chewy, you were the one who suggested this one. So uh, I believe, uh, or was it Ryan? Who was who was it that suggested our first prints for next time? It was not me. It was I. <gasps> Um, <clears throat> I knew it all along. <laughs> um, it's a book. Uh, let's see. It's like a three, tr- uh, three issue miniseries. Three issue miniseries. Um, God, I'm I'm blanking on who's making it right now. Um, I think it's Boom. I think it's out from Boom. Boom comic. Is it Boom? I think, I think it's Boom. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it is Boom. It is. Um. It's a three issue miniseries. It is called Mimetic or Mimetic. M e m e t i c. Um. It's been collected into a trade. Um. And it is written by James Tinian the fourth and artist uh, Eric Donovan. Um. But yeah, it's um, it's a pretty interesting concept, and basically, <laughs> here's their little pitch on it. A meme is an idea that starts with an individual and then virally spreads through multiple uh, persons and potentially entire societies. Richard Dawkins suggests that a meme's success comes from its effectiveness to, uh, to the host, but history shows that destructive memes can spread just as rapidly throughout society. Memetic shows the progression of a weaponized meme that leads to utter <laughs> annihilation of the human race within seven 72 hours. That's awesome. Yeah. I am excited to read this. So it's kind of boom, fantastic. Mimetic um, by James Tinney and the fourth and Eric Donovan. Rad. Uh, all right, guys. Well, what are we going to be bringing for uh, here's my issue next time? Uh, Alan, do you have a book chosen out for next time? Do you have one ready for us? It is. I'm ready to go. What is it? Alan, uh, Alan is it a special time? It is a special time. <gasps> oh, wow. What time is it's it? It's a web comic time. Uh, so I'm bringing a webcomic. Um, actually, one that I haven't read all the way through. Like, It's something that I'll read the first five pages and then be like, I'm going to come back to this and then go back and read the first five pages again. So I'm going to read it. Uh, we're all going to read it. And as far as the author goes, I'm having a hard time nailing down. Oh, uh, Kristen and Laura are the first names. I don't know if they have last names on here. So it's a sister duo that created a uh, webcomic called Ghost Junk Sickness. All right. So it's going to be uh, kind of manga-y, but it's going to be ghostjunksickness.com. Cool. Chewy, what are you bringing next time? Um, I'm actually going to bring a, a book from Boom uh, also Boom. for my, for, for my uh, here's my issue. Uh, it's called Plunder, uh, issue number one. And uh, writer is, oh man, these names are great. Writer, Swifty Lang. Oh man, what a great name. Good Swifty. Artist, Scuds McKinley. Oh man. (laughs) Scuds McKinley. So Swifty Lang and Scuds McKinley, uh, after facing off with an illegal Chinese vessel, a gang of Somali pirates tries to board what they think is a research vessel, only to find themselves in the midst of a massacre. Awesome. 
Uh, plunder number one. I'm gonna dive back into uh, into Marvel World um, and to celebrate the recent uh, release of Daredevil season two. I want to bring a Daredevil book. Uh, I'm gonna maybe make my rounds just through the first issues of these, and maybe we'll bring some of them as uh, first prints if we if we find them interesting. But just to get a taste, uh, I'm gonna be bringing uh, another one of the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale color series, uh, Daredevil Yellow number one, written by Jeff Loeb, art by Tim Sale. Daredevil Yellow number one. Woo! And Ryan, what do you bring next time? I will be bringing uh, a book called Descender. Uh, It's written by Jeff Lemire. I've seen this book. Yeah. I think it's on my list, actually. Boom. I just stole it from you, son. I've done it before, too. I know, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The art's by Dustin Nguyen, and it's his uh, fantastic watercolor art, but he's drawn science fiction, and I just can't get enough of it. So I'm super excited for you guys to read another science fiction book that I bring. Yeah. What a surprise. Hey, I, I'm not hey, I'm mad. I'm always down. I'm always down. I'm not mad. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this issue of Four Color Commentary. Come back next time uh, and join us here at the only podcast that wishes you could still buy comics at the gas station. <laughs> ah, those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> hey, lend me a nickel. I'm Alan. Hey, what do you say we go out for a pop? I'm Chewy. Only 10 cents for a shine? I'm Ian. Uh, can you guys have a charge on my phone? It's getting long. Stay near mint, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.